The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. This is officially where the serious satellite part starts. All right. The other part with the commercials is only on the internet. Got you. So from here, that's why it seems like we don't need the music. We should probably, (laughs) there's probably a better way to do this. It's probably a real momentum killer, too, doing the commercials as a part of the sitting while someone's sitting. I got to tell you, I wouldn't mind if you did them through the show because grandpa's got to pee a lot. And the last (laughs) time I was on, I didn't know I could get up. Listen, anytime you need to pee, the bathroom's through. (laughs) Just bring a bucket. Have you ever had a catheter? No, I, I bet oh, it sucks. Cheese and crackers. Those are my two biggest things, is uh, getting a catheter, which I got, so I'm over that. And it really... But you, by the time you need one, you you it, it's sweet relief. It was the nicest thing anybody ever put By the way, the voice that you're hearing, that's Bobcat Goldthwait, ladies <laughs> yes, and gentlemen. I'm playing Bobcat Goldthwait tonight. <laughs> this is Bob Scratch Goldfarm, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thanks for having me back on. Oh, I please. Been here in a thanks while. for being. I really fucking loved your Bigfoot movie, Oh, man. thanks, man. I watched Thank it last you. night, thanks, and thanks. Uh, I was really psyched to watch it because I'm a Bigfoot dork. I'm a Bigfoot well, dork from way back. You know, I know that, but I also was a little... You're the first person I gave it to that didn't see it with an audience. I've been doing some like screenings at film festivals and things. Oh, wow. And I thought it... it I was weird because I'm really happy you liked it because I didn't know if it would lose something sitting there by yourself. Or, no, or, no, oh, no, oh. no, no. Because no, it's fun no. to watch the movie with an audience. Yeah. I, I was in Baltimore and um, it was beautiful because it was a really... Uh, Baltimore's great. and it, So a really mixed crowd uh, and I mean all races and all working classes and stuff come to this festival. So I'm sitting behind. It was beautiful through through the movie. I was sitting right next to a couple black guys who were beautiful. They're like they're going crazy. Mm-hmm, Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> I can't tell you which part, but I was looking at go mm-hmm, Bigfoot, yeah. and they were yelling, and it was made me so happy. Well, there was a, I, I had to ask you about something before we got on the air because it was such a creepy movie. There's so many moments, and I didn't want to give away any spoilers, so I knew I'm like I gotta ask him this you before gotta, the podcast. About that, starts. yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, and yeah. So I I try not to talk about some of the things that are revealed, but I do talk about a lot of the movie. I'm really happy. Thank you. I mean, this is the first re- review. I mean, I got a couple. I shouldn't say that. There's some nice reviews online, but uh, that that's really nice. So. I loved it. I loved it. Great. And one of the things I loved about it is you you are completely true to Bigfoot lore. Like you you added in all the stuff that Bigfoot right. kind of, like the knocking and the of howling course. sounded yeah. exactly like a real Sasquatch. Yeah, and supposedly I didn't. Sounds. And I didn't. I didn't go in. To, to be snarky. I mean, I think the movie's got stuff in it that's funny, but I, I, I wasn't trying to, you know, I wasn't trying to mock uh, believers in, in Sasquatch. I, I just, because of a couple of reasons. One, I've always saw myself as as an outsider, so why am I going to pick on one of the most picked-upon <laughs> subcultures? You know, I was talking to Dan Harmon, and we were breaking it down, like, in picked-upon or misunderstood groups, it goes, like, Renfair enthusiasts, then it goes uh, Taliban and then Sasquatch enthusiasts, <laughs> like as far as people will cut them some slack or, or try to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's so true. Poor Sasquatch hunters. They don't catch. They don't catch a break ever. Well, you know, I went to where the Patterson Gimlin footage was shot. That, yeah. that was the and and that was the germ of the whole movie for me. Really, was I, I, I? It was me since I was nine years old wanting to go to that site. That that's really. And then I happened to make a movie. But but that's the reality of it. This show that I'd I've love been to doing. tell you I didn't well up, but I did. <laughs> 
I'm sure you <laughs> of did. Of course you I did. I would too. It's crazy. I don't believe in that footage. I think that Bobcat Patterson footage is utter horseshit. Really? Uh, How, I, yeah. But why? Well, this will be but good. First of all, because there was a guy that uh, that says he did it named Bob Hieronymus. Yeah, Bob Hieronymus. And but Bob Hieronymus can't find it on a map, though. He can't find Bluff Creek on a map, or he, he couldn't. I mean, he was gone, but. Yeah, well, just because you, I, there's a lot of places I've been and I couldn't find on a map. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I go you home know? to Syracuse and I go, I know I lived here. I know I lived on this street. I <laughs> yeah. know that's where Dougie Tool and I and I hit Danny with a shovel. But I went back to where I went to high school. <laughs> that sounds like recently. I killed someone. I want to clear that up. I did not. Where did you go to high school? Uh, Newton South. Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I but went... you grew up Jersey and no, in no, no. I was uh, Jersey was born. Born, yeah. But uh, I lived in San Francisco. It was a long story, but uh, yeah. Age first one through seven, I lived in New Jersey. Seven through eleven, San Francisco. Eleven through thirteen, Florida. And then thirteen through twenty-five, probably New York, uh, Boston, Boston, and then uh, and then New York. So twenty-five New York, twenty-seven LA. It keeps going. It's a, it makes for an interesting person. Uh, the only it makes you a very insecure list. childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were you the new kid every time? Fuck everywhere, man. Really? Yeah. That's why I learned martial arts. I got tired of people fucking with me. Did they everywhere Did they beat you up? Yeah, people always threatened to. I got lucky that I avoided it. But you're a funny guy. I mean, did you use that? I wasn't very funny. <laughs> You're gonna be honest. I wasn't. You could have had writers. <laughs> you know. I mean, you didn't. You know. You know. You know. Sometimes you got good delivery. You know. Uh, I wasn't comfortable enough to be funny. I probably would have been funny around people if I got to know them really well. But around but you like just, class, I, just, oh, I wasn't. Fascinating. I wasn't very. So you're really quiet. Yeah. And then getting picked on, and yeah. then you learn how to kick ass. But how often did you actually have to use it? Never. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. right? I've gotten one fight in high school. It was really quick, and uh, it was. It was. You know. I probably could have avoided it. Like sometimes I think about it, I could have avoided it. And do you regret you didn't? Avoid yeah, I, it? I, wow. I, a little bit because I, I hurt the kid. Sure. I bet I didn't. Hurt, I didn't hurt him bad. You know, <laughs> how I just long hit was him this in the stomach? How long was this fight? It's pretty quick. Yeah, it's about how long. But it was. It was at a point where <laughs> I was. Uh, I was competing. Like, oh, <laughs> I was competing a lot in martial arts tournaments. So this guy hit you. I mean, he he. He was going to. And then was, you and you was, took him out. Yeah. With just, how many okay, hits? Okay, it was just one. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just, but that's kind of badass. But now, it's kind of, if you well, didn't know also, that, if you didn't know you could do that, you wouldn't respect it. Well, it's also I probably did it to show off. You know, I could have oh, avoided it. I, I could have avoided it. Like even though he's kind of a dick. Got you. He's also a young kid, just like me. We're both retarded. Yeah, yeah. You know? and testosterone like, squirting out of your ears. Yeah, yeah you make mistakes. You start, sometimes you start things you don't even want to finish, but you're stuck in a quagmire. Yeah, and was there people around? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. had to be the last fight. I mean, that, no one probably messed with you after that. Well, I mean, people are always. If you are looking for trouble, you're gonna find trouble. Right. I was never. I never looked for trouble. Right. But there's when you're in high school, there's unavoidable situations where you don't even want to be somewhere. <laughs> you like, you know what I mean? In your life, you have control over what you yeah. choose to do for an occupation and who you're with. The kind of people. But maybe like maybe my shape and everything protected me from. You know what I mean? Like if you kick my ass, you'd be. It's embarrassing. Oh, you kick yeah. Goldthwait's ass? Oh, big deal. <laughs> like you, you, you kicked the fat doughy guy's yeah. ass, and did you did your fist get stuck? <laughs> 
<laughs> there was their suction noises. But I, I, I never was like I, I, I always wanted to avoid conflict. Of course, it's, it's, you know the only reason why I ever learned martial arts at all was so that I would be scary enough so people left me alone. Like yeah, but those. I mean, like, and and I always uh, there's a, a bit in my act about you know the the voice of death and that that's you know I'm gonna kill you. That guy's gonna kill you. You know, a guy who's like I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, he's just yeah. some dumb drunk jock that his buddy's got to pull him off him so he doesn't get in a fight with I've you. I've met so many scary people in my life as far as like physically scary people, especially all the years working for the UFC. Right, right. Like, the the idea of running around in the same world as some of these people was fucking terrifying. Right. You know, because most, like, UFC fighters are very calm and they get it all out in the gym. But yeah. if you zig when you should have zagged and you run into the wrong person in the wrong time, like many people have, you, you're, you're, it's like, it's up to them whether or not you stay safe. It's up to them whether or not they just beat the fucking shit out of you. I've seen it happen to people yeah. before. It's really, sh- I saw a guy get knocked out in Denver. I was at the Comedy Works in Denver. It was a really cool place. <laughs> and I saw something happen that totally didn't need to happen. There was a guy who was walking down the street and he was really fucking drunk. And there was another guy who was sober. And the guy was drunk, said something stupid to the guy who was sober, but he wasn't a threat. It was, right. was clearly not a threat. Right. But then the guy who was sober just beat the shit out of right. him. And the, you tell the dude was totally impaired, and the other guy was like stronger, more athletic. Anyway, he was just looking for an excuse to beat the shit out yeah, of somebody. He just wanted to beat someone up. It's like the heckler figures out they're going to heckle, and the guy who gets in a fight, you know, before they even leave the house. I mean, I really believe that some people do. Yeah, some I think a majority of them draw that. Well, I don't know life. how we went from Bigfoot to to ass kicking, <laughs> but matter. that's all right. I mean, it doesn't you know, matter. but but you know, it's like I'm not proud that that I have the ability to really. Uh, and I'm not known for this. I mean, people, a lot of folks aren't familiar that I do stand up, but you know, that I can really decimate someone in the audience. I can oh, yeah. really, I mean, oh, I, I really, bet, I bet you can. Really bad. <laughs> and in sure. fact, I truly don't usually even my daughter, uh, the, my new wife, the 09, my exes, they all would. You call her the 09? The 09, yeah. <laughs> she's still got the new car smell. She's, <laughs> she's, so, so like. The 09, you know, they see this, like, switch go on, and they, they right. leave the room. They get uncomfortable, and it's just like, Wah! and I'm really not proud of that. That It's a horrible skill, you know? Well, it's a defense mechanism for doing stand-up, I think. But, like, you don't even, I mean, when it gets going, I truly don't know. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the comedy works, man. It was just, uh, oh, my God. You know how people will yell out where they're from, and there's mm. this horrible night there. And I love the comedy works. I think that's probably if not the best club it's, it's one of the best in the whole country but one of those you know horrible shows and you know people go do the voice do the voice you know they want me to do this voice from the how they know me from years ago and i'm not doing it and and then this woman in the back of the room she goes i'm from aurora and i go i know you've learned to sit in the back <laughs> and i truly didn't think of that in advance you know and i felt did I feel bad? You know, it was such a weird response that even the crowd like kind of didn't even go, whoa. They kind of just pretend they didn't hear it because it was so weird and horrible. <sighs> but like I really kind of, the switch goes and I say things. And I'm not saying I don't take responsibility for them, but I'm usually later on kind of uh, surprised that I said it. You know, I, I berated a table full of women this one night. 
And uh, and they were very, you know, they were acting like the show was all about them. And I just berated this table of women, and then one stood up sobbing, and she's like going. <laughs> By the way, I forgot even what I said, and it was a couple of minutes later. By the way, people love these kind of stories, and they love watching sure. it. I mean, a bar's never emptied out. They go, two guys are getting along in the parking lot. Let's watch." So I'm up there, <laughs> and 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 this woman stands up crying, and she goes. I'm not a whore. It's my birthday. Oh, no. (laughs) These are the things I'm not proud of. So, Do you think that that comes from doing stand-up in bars or around Boston to building that defense mechanism? Of course. In Boston, that was the the hardest, hardest place to do (laughs) stand-up comedy. It was was, was horrible. But but when I got started, it created so many unique characters and so many, you know, I got started and it's like, uh, you know, who came out of that group? It was like, you know, Lenny Clark and Dennis Leary and Stephen Wright and Barry Crimmins and, you know, just all these different unique voices that came out, my friend Tony V. And so uh, it was really tough to do comedy, Paula Poundstone, but you were forced to have your own your own voice, you know? Yeah, you guys were ahead of me, and when I first started doing comedy and started uh, doing open mic night, I was really aware, because of all you guys, like what a crazy scene it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really... There's for so few places on earth, people are t- <laughs> hate this on my podcast, oh, they're going to talk about Boston comedy again. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. Because, no, it's not sorry, yeah, because yeah. Bill Burr and I have had okay. these conversations, and... I- I'll tell one or two Boston stories. Now, it's now, amazing place. I think I touched on this on your podcast, but and I, and I I really rarely talk about it. But but I I am I don't drink, I don't take drugs, but I don't tell people about it. But I just did. Right. But I I have I haven't since I was 19 years old. So this story is that long ago. I started doing comedy when I was 15. I got on Letterman when I was 20. So this is like <sighs> a a story when I'm 18. With uh, I'll say as Lenny Clark and all those guys, and we yeah. boarded up the doors and the windows at the dingo with cardboard, <laughs> right? And we're just drinking and doing piles of blow, and um, and the and 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 all night, and then the door opens, and it's like smoky and backlit because the sunlight's pouring in, and it's it's a bunch of cops come walking in, and I'm just high and gacked out of my mind, and I'm going. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. That's all I'm thinking. And the cops go, Lenny, you fucking cocksucker. How are you? And they sit down and they start doing blow. And I'm oh, like, no. yeah. And I'm like, oh, my. there is no, there's, uh, there's no God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Up is down. You know, we would do. It was a Chinese comedy club, and we would ding ho. We would cut lines on the on the ribs. You know the, oh. the the pork ribs. Yeah, we'd be in the freezer chopping lines on those orange pork ribs, the, the ribs, the red ones. You know. What I'm oh, talking? that's hilarious. Yeah, you do lines on those. Yeah, because it'd be a flat surface. <laughs> and then I'm just thinking like these families that get served up this. Oh my god, <laughs> blow covered, blow covered pork, pork ribs, pork ribs, <laughs> and juniors bouncing off the walls. <laughs> Whenever we go to the ding ho, he's so animated. Now this was like in the '80s. Did you guys get yeah. real coke back then, or was it all chopped up still? I think we were we were getting high, yeah. I mean, no, but no, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know the difference. I mean, no, I really, I've never done coke. So, oh, really? Well, I know. did it, and then and and like I said, I stopped everything when I was 19. I know people don't believe that. The folks who do it though will tell you there's like rock star coke, like pure coke, yeah. which is amazing, and then there's like you know Tom Sawyer from the from Cobb's. Sure. Yeah. 
Tom will tell you, like, if you t- talk to him about old school, like, rock star coach. Well, like, I've talked to some of the Boston comics who, who are like, you know, you know I, didn't, I didn't quit because I got sober. I quit because the, the, the shit got bad. The coke got yeah. bad. Like, they, they were disappointed in the quality of the blow. Well, I wasn't getting fucking high anymore. Apparently, it's a very different experience. <laughs> oh, if really? If you get, like, real cocaine, 100% pure cocaine, it's a very different experience than what a lot of people are getting is speed. You're getting like oh. like coke mixed with some sort of amphetamine. No, because I would do. I had done speed, and it didn't affect me the way the coke did. So that's my Pepsi challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just very scientific. I don't know. They cut it with things. I don't know what they're cutting. That it with. baby laxative and vitamin B. Is yeah. What, yeah, that's yeah. a big one with um, uh, XDC. They, X, they cut MDMA, it with. They cut it with speed. Apparently, speed. Sometimes uh, you don't get all pure X. You get a bunch of funky amphetamines in there. Wow. So that w- what we're trying to say to the kids. Don't do bad coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kid, know who you're. Yeah, I'm, so you guys were doing it with the cops. With the cops. I mean, there would the always ding-ho. be stories like that. You know, guys, uh, you know, guy would steal some guy's joke and then somebody's arm would get broke. I mean, yeah. it was not. I mean, it really, that's the reality of it. Well, Dane Cook was on the podcast once. We, he and I were talking about how they, the guys who were doing comedy were men. Like Kevin Knox and Lenny Clark, these these big men, these yeah. like manly, and it was a very yeah, tuss- squeeny. It was just like very aggressive. Oh very, yeah, uh, yeah. It wasn't like Don a, Gavin. Like people going, "Oh, you're in Cambridge," and they're imagining that we're you know got <laughs> pipes and we got patches on our sweaters, like uh, you know. Yeah, you're coming out with like one of those uh, um, doing those uh, suede jackets with the Indian <laughs> things, yeah, tassels. Well, I was dangling. in more like an overstepped chair with, uh, and we're sitting there talking about um, uh, Noel Coward. Reference. References and stuff, you know. But no, it was uh, it was pretty down and dirty. And uh, but you know, it, it was the best place to train. I mean, because you know, you 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 were ready for you know you, the heckles were insane, the the, the violence, and uh, <laughs> it really is weird to think about how much comedy and violence was in that scene. It, it was, was a crazy scene. It was. Uh, I, I I'll try to keep some of the people out of this story, but but one of the guys I was with one night. You know when someone's partying and they just the switch is thrown and they become Gorgo, you know what I mean? Like they're just not themselves completely, you know what I mean? And one of our buddies insisted that he and I were Vikings. And he was really <laughs> the, the commitment he had to this character was he was a Viking and he was holding me in a headlock. And he wouldn't let me go. And uh and to the point where it got creepy. Like he was just dragging me around the bar. It was funny and then it went it went for a long time. Like I was like, uh, you know, and I couldn't do anything. He was much larger than me. And then Barry Crimmins, I remember at the time, had a um, had a, a cast. And the guy who had me in a headlock, who, by the way, is a friend. He just had a rough night that night. He <laughs> says, Crimmins goes, he goes, let him go. And he goes, and the guy goes, hug me or hit me. And Crimmins goes, that was the fastest decision I ever made in my life. <laughs> and he just popped him with the cast <laughs> and broke his jaw. <laughs> That's hilarious. So that was uh, that's comedy. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. It was mayhem. It really was. I uh, I came just behind you guys, and one of my big regrets was that I never got to perform at the Ding Ho because it was so yeah. legendary. Yeah. Well, it was because the 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 comics were in charge, basically. You know, yeah. the booking and the the all that stuff. So it was. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Well, that's sort of how the comedy store used to be, except for the booking aspect of it. You know, the comics were yeah. never in charge of the, but there the was booking still... of it. But there was no real crowd control. There was, yeah. it was all comics working the booth. Comics would work the door. The comedy store was like, it's all comics working Well, there. this was, this was, yeah, this was pretty much mayhem. This guy, uh, Shun Lee, he ran the ding-ho, 
and he talked to me maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> One night I go out on stage and I'm doing my character and you know I'm full bore, right? And then um, I stop and I say, you know, hi, this is my real voice. I'd like to gut and clean some fish tonight. Does anyone have any fish? You know, really straight, I'm saying this. And my roommate raises his hand. He pulls out this big fish. Now, the fish had been in the trunk of his car, so oh, it was no. rancid. Oh, so, no. So I just gut the fish and gut entrails, oh. fish entrails all over the stage. And this woman just contact vomited. As soon as she smelled it, just like, oh. so, I, so I'm a professional. I put the mic right down to her so you can hear her retching over the oh, PA. Jesus. So this chick's puking up. <laughs> this fish gut vomit all over the front of the stage and then I go well thank you good night and, uh, and so the next guy was Bill Campbell around when you were oh, this no. guy really sweet guy but his act is you know talking about you know relationships you know men go to you know yeah. <laughs> it's just guts and fish and, and he goes uh, you know so he his act is destroyed because of, oh, I remember of, of this kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, 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 very nice, wholesome yeah, kind of yeah, act. Yeah. And then I did this. And then Sean Lee, there's the only time, first time he talked to me, he goes, he pulls me over to talk to him. He goes, Bobby, you weird. You weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he said, Bobby, you weird. Wow, what a great boss. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. It was Bobby, like, I, weird. I still did this, you know, second show. Don't do the fish, you know. <laughs> Don't do the fish. <laughs> no more, no more oh, fish. That is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so it was. Uh, what, what year did the dingo end? I don't know. I was gone by the time it, it, it met its demise. But when but, did you bail? When did, when were you out of Boston? I went to San Francisco. It was all pretty quick, you know. I got on Letterman, and then I, then I it was in the early '80s. I can't, you know, really. I was half in and half out of the different cities, San Francisco and Boston. So it was like '82, maybe '83. I started in '88. Oh, wow. So it was way after. Yeah. The Boston comedy scene. When did it really start? When was like the birth of it? It was before I got there. And I got there at the uh, like 80, the end of 80, probably. Did you see Fran Salamita's documentary? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit in that. Yeah. 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 It it taps some of it, but there's still. Yeah. There's still stuff that was uh, that. I mean, he did a great job. But it wasn't Raw Dog. Well, there's just some things in there that, you know, well, the one thing is funny is that I watched that movie with Lenny Clark and, and part of the story is that these guys don't like me because I get on Letterman, you know, and that was true. I mean, oh yeah, and they got really mad because I'm, you know, uh, I don't know, younger than them. I come in from Syracuse. I, I, I get on Letterman like, you know, probably in a year or so. You right. Know, I would have been pissed too. But, you know, Lenny would be, you know, and Lenny and I are friends. Actually, we we're going to do a project together. But, but, but at the time, Lenny was really pissed. You know, he <laughs> It was like, you know, he's throwing me into a wall. What the fuck is your, you know, I, it's not your turn. That's yeah, what, what is that? That was a yeah, thing with yeah, that yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like they turns. felt, it was almost like a union gig. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's like you didn't put in your seniority. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, that became part of that movie. But, you know, I sat there and watched it with Lenny and, and, and we just kind of laughed together, you know. And, and, uh, and, and my, I watched it with my daughter, too. It was really great for my daughter. It was really cool to have her watch that. Wow. Yeah, I have a pretty good experience. I'll tell a good story uh, on if you don't mind. Yeah, we gotta go oh, about no. my daughter. So, um, my daughter is a costumer. She works in commercials and movies and stuff. And and I'm very proud because she's taking a creative life and she she does great work. We work together, and uh, and uh, and my wife and I we all work. And everybody works when I make a movie. All my friends and family. So, but I get this text from my daughter. She's working on that project, and it says, Dad. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this one. Oh, I'm gonna fuck it. I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> so she says, she says, Dad, I have a, a disaster. Uh, she says in the text, she goes, I have diarrhea. 
and I went into Russell Brand's dressing room, and I'm using his toilet. Oh, And my he God. doesn't know I'm in here. And he just came back in. And she's trapped in the bathroom. Yeah, and I have to go back to the set. Oh my! Goodness. She says, "What do I do?" I go, "I go make him feel uncomfortable. Just yeah. open the door and go." Hi, Russell Brand. I had to change my tampon. Shark Week. <laughs> and so, and so, my daughter texts back, "Dad, you're great. I love you." Now, oh, that's awesome. Now she thinks I'm trying to help her out of an uncomfortable situation, but really, I'm going, "What could I have her say so Russell Brand won't try to fuck her?" <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And so, uh, yeah, so my, <laughs> that's exactly what you would think. Because too. of course I'm going. Of oh, course, I'm going, this is bad. This is bad. Yeah, in the bathroom, <laughs> she thinks I'm being cute. What if he hypnotizes her? Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's his thing, you know. And then I'm like, and then I go, what happened? And he goes, she was nothing. And I'm like, my feelings are hurt too. I'm like, well, he didn't try, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which makes me a creep. But I don't know, it was weird. What was the motivation for for making this Bigfoot movie? Because this is like um, completely for me. I mean, I I found out about this like three weeks ago. Oh, okay. And when and also folks who if they're familiar, a lot of folks don't make I make movies, but but the the it's it's completely different than like World's Greatest Dad or God Bless America. Shakes the Clown. It's a lot different than Shakes the Clown. Shakes the Clown was fucking great. Oh, thanks, man. That's a fucking great movie. Tom Kenny and I, who whose name drop is now the voice of SpongeBob. Is Binky the clown in that yeah. movie? And he's again cocaine. He's doing San Francisco stand up. But I've known Tommy right? since I was six. Oh, wow. We were introduced by a crying nun at St. Matthew's. <laughs> well, we weren't introduced. Tommy tells the story better, but he says this fat kid's dragged behind this nun who's just sobbing. And she she drags me into his classroom and goes, because <laughs> we were in two different first grades. And she's like, I can't take him anymore. <laughs> and she left me in this class. <laughs> and I was so, I felt horrible. I was so embarrassed. I started crying too. But but he thought it was cool that I could make a nun cry. So he introduced himself at lunch. So that's, that's hilarious. We've been now, yeah, we're both, uh, I'm 51, he'll be 51 in July. But uh, so, uh, yeah, I've known Tom Kenny. He's Binky the Clown. Him and I were watching a Shakes. They showed Shakes uh, and, and, and people recently, and people showed up as characters and they know the dialogue, <laughs> and there's clown whores there. These women oh, were just as awesome. slutty clowns. And in the middle of it, Tommy leans over to me and he goes, what the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> He's like, we're going, what is this movie about? <laughs> and the crowd was really eating it up. It was like that Shatner sketch on SNL. You know, we were like, get a life. You know, we were really wigged out by the. But, you know, if you make a movie, you better be willing to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Because even my small indie films that I do under the radar and they play festivals, you're going to talk about them for the rest of your life. So you better kind of stand by it. And that's part of this movie was that I... I've always been uh, fascinated with Bigfoot. I've always been super interested in the Patterson-Gimlin uh, footage, you know. And, and so I, I – uh, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, the 09, she's like saying – she knows me. She goes, go, go. <laughs> go to your Bigfoot. So I put about 1,400 miles on the car just in California, just driving around famous sites, talking to different people until I made it all the way up to Willow Creek, you know. And so you did this just to sort of form the idea in your head? Yeah, well, I wasn't. I didn't have a movie. I had a different movie in in my head, which I still think I'll write because I I, I thought it. I, I one of the things that's fascinating about Sasquatch is is it's a, it's a good everybody. It's it, it. I wanted to do a thing that kind of uh, this isn't this movie, but I had an idea for a movie that kind of took on faith 
and religion and everything. And I thought maybe I'd set it in the Sasquatch community because there's people that just believe and there's people that believe and see. There's people that are shysters. There's people, I mean, so it's a really good, uh, it, it, you know, it's a good analogy for religion. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know where you sit on the pointy head or less pointy headed Bigfoot. But, Isn't that funny that you yeah, brought yeah, that up? Yeah, That's funny. Because <laughs> I, I, I saw this guy go over to another guy. <laughs> at a conference, and the guy's got a cardboard head with a big pointy-headed Bigfoot, and the guy goes, you disgust me. And he goes, well, really? he goes, look at that head. He <laughs> said, you disgust <laughs> yeah, me? Look at that, dude, like he knows. Yeah, and the other dude goes, really? I've seen Bigfoot three times, and you're never going to see him because you smoke. <laughs> Whoa, you said like, that to him? Yeah, and I was like going. That's pretty gangster. Uh, yeah, and I, well, and I also said, wow, this is beautiful. You know, this is really amazing. And it's like, so, so. Subcultures are fascinating to me. I love the fact that 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 um, uh, you can get into discussions and go down these crazy rabbit holes with everybody. And um, and I, I I I do. I I you know. Here's the thing. When you say you believe, that means people say you're no longer impartial. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna. But everybody has you know. So I I'm not impartial. I I I I, I do believe that there's there's a Sasquatch out there. Wow. Or, 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 or I should say Bigfoot, plural. You went there. You said, I believe there's a Sasquatch. Yeah. I mean, what, hey, look at my career. What is going to happen? You know, <laughs> people can say, Bobcat Goldthwait's weird. <laughs> that, that is one of those subjects, though, where it's like uh, UFOs or psychics or something along those lines. As soon as you, you start talking about it, you're almost immediately a silly person. Yeah, but I'm already a silly person. You yeah, know? I'm so far off the radar. I do what it's I free, like right? to. It's freedom. Yeah, it's r- completely. You yeah. know, I about seven eight years ago, I really just kind of quit. I stopped being in stuff that I was embarrassed of. I stopped. You know, I still do something if it's nice and the bread's there. But for the most part, I just quit. You know, I stopped trying to get jobs. I didn't want to get discovered. I did. I stopped writing movies for other people that I wasn't getting paid for that I thought they would like. Or I stopped. I stopped all of it. And I just, and I was, and I was fortunately enough. Jimmy Kimmel hired me to direct his show, and that's a big deal. That's a huge deal because you know, I mean, people. We did the spell show a little bit as I well. Did, I did a little Chappelle. We ran into each other in, oh, yeah, in Manhattan. Oh, that was weird. That was yeah. weird on the street. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, totally random. And um, so I worked on Chappelle, and then but working for Jimmy, you know, kind of just gave me this freedom. It was nice that someone believed in me. You know, when when. Pretty much, I I become and still am possibly, but a, well, a we talked line. about it before the podcast yeah. when the, during the commercials, the thing with the Tonight Show that was the big thing. Yeah, you well, lit the, that, lit the and chair just, on fire. And just this persona people had an ass load of, and and and, and just you know, and, and I didn't even you know, I got really frustrated because I was just being famous for being famous, and this is before the you know uh, the well, digital you, age. <clears throat> I just got really tired of being like you would book me on a talk show. I'd go crazy and people would be happy. And 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 I really was just like so over it. Really destructive, you know. Do, like, were you like rebelling against like the police academy movies and that that sort of well, uh, get really box that you deep were put about into? It's that, but also it's 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 rebelling. Truly, I think the real thing was is that I was. You know, Lena was nice enough to have me on, and then and then I saw this pattern that I I may have become a regular, and and I've never really discussed this. That terrified me. The idea of being successful on that level, 
Because it's easier to be a guy who never tried and then you're in some dopey teen comedies and you can criticize what everybody else does and be bitter. But to really put, <laughs> you know, to really put your cock on the block and say, this is who I am. This is going to be my material or this is the movies or this is the products that say who I am. That's terrifying because then you're out there to be judged. That's fascinating. <clears throat> so it's almost like you had a self-destructive quality because Completely. the idea of success was just it's too much terrifying pressure. Because then I'd have yeah. to actually pony up and actually, oh, so you've been criticizing X, Y, and Z? Well, what, what do you do, you know? So, so um, I was really trying to not, it was kind of funny because I was trying not to be on TV anymore and I said that the night show on fire and then immediately I get booked on every show. People think like I was banned from other shows. I wasn't even banned from the night show. They actually had me on a week later. But, but um, it's, it's, it's very fascinating. It's funny, I was just writing this thing. Um, you know, I toured with Nirvana as a comedian. And, and and there would be times where, uh, you know, I, I was, it was a few nights where I was sitting up with Kurt and, you know, we were exchanging stories like, you know, him showing up and drag a, <laughs> in a gown for a headbanger's ball and nobody getting that. You know, that's pretty funny, especially it was funny to him because he's getting asked to go on a metal show. So he thought it'd be funny to show up and drag <laughs> and everybody's like going, this guy, what a hmm. You know, and, and especially because he wasn't running around in lipstick going, wow, you know, he right. just was comfortable in the drag. So uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it was, you know, and he's talking about how nobody would get him, you know, and it was right. really funny. And then, and then I said, you know, like I'd, I'd smashed up the Arsenio Hall show, did way more damage on that show. I remember I, that too. Yeah, I wrote Paramount Sucks on the back of it because they had fired him basically and they gave him a raw deal. And it was just me trying to end it. You know, I, I, I really related more to rock than comics. I just kind of kaboo, you know, I tried to end. And then. Were you upset though that you were like, you, did you feel like you were getting pushed into some like family box and it wasn't representing you like as, a, a, as a real a little, visionary, as a, a real little, comic? As a little a, of that. You know, it's funny. People, uh, you know, uh, I think the character would cloud people from hearing anything I was saying, you know. I, I love Meat say, Bob. Meat oh, Bob, thanks, I, I, I got it when oh, I was cool. like, uh, I, was, I mean, when did it come out? Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. I was just starting out. That's funny. Cause, yeah. Because that album, like, people don't, I don't think people understood that I actually had material. I think exactly. they just saw me in, in Police Academy and stuff. So. Well, that was what I was going to say. I was yeah, like, that was frustrating. That's, it was a real, it was really good comedy. It was really thanks, good stand up. And uh, I think uh, a lot of people, I remember just thought you were like that crazy actor guy. Yeah. Like a lot of people didn't know. Like you didn't just have stand up, you had like really smart stand up. Well, it thanks, was really man. good stuff. But it was weird because I, I think I helped perpetuate it. I, of course, I possibly, you know, it's kind of funny when you go on stage and you do this persona, even people who are rolling their eyes start laughing. So it's hard to jettison it, especially when you go on the road and they're expecting it. It's weird to get pigeonholed. You know? I just stopped. Uh, it was I. I was on the road and I realized, oh, I don't dislike stand up. I hate this fucking character. <laughs> <laughs> Did people totally the way, expect it? Oh yeah, and they you know still do. You know, do the voice, you know, oh, and they get God. mad, you know. But but it's just I gotta do. I gotta do oh. my. I gotta be me, you know, as corny as it sounds, you know. I I feel you. Yeah. So, but you gotta quit. You know, you gotta like. There's this weird thing in in our society where it's like, uh, you know, you can't quit, and and that's where you find when you're happy. You know, you say, oh, this isn't working for me. You know, I thought, oh, this isn't working for me. Until so you end up in a place where you go, oh, this is what's working for you. Unfortunately, you end up there usually about forty five. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a lot of people that they they never abandon that act and they they, they yeah. hang on to it. Like, yeah. does Judy Tenuta still do stand up? I don't I don't know. 
She had a great act. It's funny that my, my wife and I brought up uh, the old night, and I brought up Judy Tenuta today on the plane because I did the gathering of the Juggalos. Oh wow! And and we were wondering <clears throat> if like if like they booked the wrong acts on purpose, so we were like putting together a lineup like it was going to be Paula Poundstone, Judy Tenuta. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy Mann at this year's gathering That's of the perfect. Juggalos. You know, Amy Mann. You know, because I think that, because sometimes, did you ever see, <laughs> did you ever see the, the gathering? Yeah, I've but seen if, it. Oh, I've you saw the, the public movie. sex. What do you mean, gathering the Juggalos? There's a movie called, uh, <clears throat> uh, oh shoot, American Juggalo, I think is the name of it. No, I've just watched clips on the internet. Well, they just have. You saw Tia Tequila get hit with poo. Did she really? Yeah, they man. threw poo at her? <laughs> they ran out of Fago Cola. So they so they started throwing poo at her. Oh my god! Like dudes were shitting in what cups? No, and stuff? they knocked over. They knocked, knocked over. over a porta potty. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like oh Gigi Allen. So they it was actually someone else's poo. <laughs> yeah, which is that's my point. Look, uh, I'm gonna digress here. But oh, that's her on stage, and they're throwing poo at her right look, now. Like, like hypothetically, let's say you or I, I give it up. I, look, she she oh, had, poo she stays in there. Them. She she stays up there. Oh Jesus, that shit just hit her legs. I love that she's like sitting there going, you know what? Couple more minutes, I'm gonna win her back. Look at she just threw. Look at that. You gotta and give it up. She grabbed her crotch. Oh, she and they're still throwing back. shit at her. Is that all shit or is it some of the beer? I'm, I think some. No, it's Fago Cola. They, they oh, it's the uh, soda they like to throw. But um, like if you, here's my point. If you were walking down the street and and you hit me with dog poo. Right, like you saw something through it. It wouldn't be a deal breaker, but I'd be mad. I'd be like, Joe, what, what the fuck was that? And you go, I don't know. I thought it was thought funny. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, we'd yeah, we'd laugh it off. No, but if you hit me with like, you know, like hobo dude, you know, what I mean, like some poo from a person, that would be the deal breaker. I'd be like, you fucker, I've got Hep C in my eye now, really swift. Yeah, human shit is way more terrifying way than animal shit. Did you ever see Gigi Allen like uh, uh, poo? Yeah. And, yeah, and then he starts throwing it at people, yeah. and they get out of their way like 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 military strifing. Like when people acquire <laughs> they, something about human poo is way worse. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. You don't want it on your clothes. No, no, not at all. Yeah, so if you I got dog shit on you. You I'd, just hose it off. You go, ah. Yeah, but I did. Uh, yeah, the gathering of the juggalos, and wow. uh, and and um, and and and. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the opening act, Upchuck, uh, the clown, is trying to calm my nerves. Now there's there's no you know they have their own, they're their own security, so there's no security. It's just it's just juggalo law on this huge piece of property. Wow. There's, so and there's so it's just madness. Yeah, there's fires going on and fireworks. Oh my people are always lighting fire too, like fireworks, like the way people light cigarettes, like casually. I don't. I saw a lot of that. It was really funny. Oh like God. where people don't jump out of the way. It's like some bath salts. And what that. is it like for you wandering yeah. around amongst yeah. these people? Are they freaking out? No, because um, I think. Well, they no. They sometimes I get recognized. For the most part, I don't get recognized. But 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 it was, you know. We took a golf cart through the whole thing, and like I said, there's fights and and people. I don't know what they were doing, but maybe you might know what this is. But suddenly people would drop, like there'd be like a group of people, and then you just see them drop, like like they were puppets, and someone cut their strings. They just hit the like and, is it and all then like they a choreographed thing? Like they're no no around? no no like whatever they had been doing would just suddenly. Like was, a bunch of them would just drop? Yeah, it'd be like three or four of them. Obviously, they had just ingested or did something, and then all of a sudden you just see them go dun, 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 like like dominoes. <laughs> And then they what get the up, and, and, and it was—I don't know what that oh is. Oh my! Whatever it is, is not good. Yeah. Well. Well. So. So. We're, so. So. You know. It's. It's. 
I understand the idea of the juggalos, by the way. I get it. You know, I get it. It's a it's a certain sect that's that's pissed off and it's a certain group of people and I and and they and they do have the sense of community and family. I do I do try to be open minded. And they were, and by the way, they were very nice to me. I should say that. That's but, a very good way of putting that. But but while we were there, you know, Upchuck's trying to convince me that it's not that scary of a gig, and he's driving me around on this golf cart, and he's like, you know, you got it. And this huge clown just <laughs> – everybody's kind of either – some guys are cut in clown makeup, but a lot of them are, uh, are like obese, you know, men and women. It's really like an incest survivor's convention. Like, you know, nobody's going to touch me anymore, you know. So, right. So this guy just jumps out of nowhere and starts punching Upchuck on the golf cart. He's running along and hitting him. For he's, no reason? He's like, fuck you! <laughs> oh my god fuck you upchuck specifically and yeah yeah and he's gunning it and the guy so we lose the guy and he's like uh, uh i'm here every year you know they know me i'm like family and i'm like okay so so then he punched him in the face punched him right in the face and then he took it like like in the shoulder and then and then by the time we got him he got, got him like one like in the kidney on the way out like a left. He's hitting him hard? Yeah, yeah, real punches, real punches. Jesus. So so now his clown makeup was a little smudgy too. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to he's trying to convince me this. Can of Fago, the first can of Fago comes in, poof, and it just sprays all over us and uh and he's like a, he's so familiar with getting hit with Fago Cola, he goes he goes uh uh, it's diet. It's not gonna sting. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, he really said that. So that's so that's hilarious. So then one comes in, and 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 uh, the O nines got it on on camera. She had a, a, a sports setting on her on her camera, so the shutter's like faster. So we've got this shot. Uh, it's like the Zapruder film. We got this can of soda. <laughs> this guy does a baseball pitch and you see it whizzing seconds before it hits up oh, right in the temple. No. Crack. And he just slumps over and he goes, uh, he, <laughs> he slumps over the wheel and he goes, I'm hurt. I'm hurt bad. <laughs> By the way, he's mid-sentence. He goes, you know, something like that when the soda hit. Is that going to happen out of Dave Matthews? Crack. And he slumps over. Oh. He's like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt bad, Bob. He's calling me Bob, so I know he's really fucked up, not Bobcat. <laughs> and, and I think he was out for a second. Oh, my God. So he hits the he hits the gas, and now, yeah, that's up, Chuck. Yeah, that's, that's Joel. Oh and so God. it was like the golf cart I was on. That's crazy. So How old were you when this was going on, by the way? This was just now. So this 51 years old. 50? 50, 50 years old. 50 years old. And so, so up, Chuck, is <laughs> now... Full throttle, and I'm steering, oh. steer, and we're whizzing through the crowd like Mr. Toad's wild ride. And it's, <laughs> it's Juggalos diving out of our way. And um, I, uh, and then, oh, oh, so I love this. This is actually beautiful. You know, he was concussed. His eyes were all fucked up, and he's oh, like, God. and he's like, uh, and we just went back to the trailer, and we're just being really quiet, and then. He puts an ice cold Fago on his side of his head. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! For the swelling, because he's like going, he's going, look, he's like, uh, am I bleeding? I go, I don't know where the makeup starts <laughs> and what's blood. I don't know what's right. His head just swelled oh, up. A fucking can of soda to the head. That that's hard. And then I'm not going to. Uh, he may or may not. It looked like he was doing some sort of stimulant after that too, mm. because it's you know. No, were you worried about your safety while this was all yeah. happening? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, once I got in, yeah, you know, and and by the way, I'm no stranger to hijinks. 
You know, I'm, says the man who lit the Tonight Show couch no, on fire. I, I'm, you know, my wife says I have good ideas and bad ideas, and I don't know the difference. It's just ideas, and I treat them with enthusiasm. I may or may not have lit a quarter stick of dynamite in my backyard when I lived up. I think it's a half a stick. It was like a uh, half a stick. Yeah, and it blew up um, this watermelon that shot all the way like three floors up. It was <laughs> that story goes and gets kind of gory. But I digress. So I'm no stranger. So like something explodes and 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 uh, and my wife goes, "Is that an M80?" And I'm like, "No, that's that's dynamite." <laughs> wow. So I go up and I'm like, "Hey." Where's my party people at? No, I, I actually did a fine set. There, uh, by the way, crowd was you know one o'clock. I hit the stage. They, 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 they you know they, they like the tenacity. If you can actually hang, they're there. And I, you know, my oldest brother was a biker, so I'm kind of familiar with uh, kind of outlaw behavior. It wasn't. It's never that um, you know freaky to me. You and know? it seems like it's sort of an agreed upon thing at this sort of a place. If you're gonna hang out with a bunch of people that are partying, they're calling themselves the Juggalos. You know, some soda's going to fly through the air. It's going to be some crazy. Right, you can't get mad about soda. But, but up to the point of violence. But what you, the problem is, is if there is no, uh, there's no law. Right. It's a little Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Like some dude, they thought he was stealing, so they physically, I don't know what happened to him, but they tore his car apart, like just Whoa. dismantled it. Whoa. Yeah, so it's a little, little Lord of the Flies. Yeah, I mean, I would. And I got paid in a, a <laughs> Plastic trash bag full of twenties. Really? That's actually kind of badass. <laughs> yeah, and then the and then and then the cops are just at the lip, just 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 taking people to jail. They had a bus, so you so we pull out, right? And the cops are going, "What's going on?" I go, "Look, I got a bag full of money. My name's Bobcat Goldthwait. I'm a comedian." I was big in the 80s. And they're like, <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> okay. Nothing weird. You guys, whatever you want to do, I'm completely straight. I'm, and they were, they actually found that really funny. That is funny. So they were looking for people to be drunk. And then they and open then... up my bag of money and they're like, you know, I should do comedy. You know, and they're all busting my chops. But, yeah. Were they looking for drunk drivers or Oh, just drugs, people high everything. out of their minds, anything. Yeah. I mean, they were just popping everybody that pulled out of the, the street there. I like what you said about the uh, about it being like a community and the, there's a lot right. of positive things to that. There, There yeah. is. So, so I mean, like I tell this story and I laugh and stuff, but was it any different than when I, I went to see the Almond Brothers with my brother Tommy and he was tripping on acid and right. his brother Big... His, well, this... his, his brother biker, who's still still alive, Big Mitch, uh, we uh, who is a Green Beret, and we're going to see the Almond Brothers, and he suddenly thinks everybody going into the concert is Charlie. Oh my god! <laughs> it was the best ever. <laughs> what year was this? Uh, probably like '78. Oh my god! And I'm just like going, you know, sometimes when things go crazy, that's the other thing about me. When during mayhem and chaos, I'm actually super calm. It's because you've been around it so many times. No, but like everyday life will will flip me out. Like you were talking earlier, the line in the post office I can't handle correctly. I get upset and stuff. But but mayhem, I, I get really calm. Really? Yeah, like a deer jumped out in front of us when we were up in Willow Creek, and I just said to my wife, "I go, just stop the car." <laughs> like she goes, "What do you think I'm doing?" <laughs> 
<laughs> I get all Zen, Daddy. I don't know. That's pretty funny. That's better than the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the the I know what you're talking about about freaking out about lines and stuff like that. If you if you can't just stand still and relax, you know, like in a line and then then they're nice and slow. It's probably like an ADHD thing, right? Well, when people are actually really freaking out. Well, it's the it's the it's the you know. The 09 calls me a, a, a misanthrope, and I think that is not correct because I think what upsets me is I actually kind of have – I think I, – I try to think the best. I really do, even though I make movies where I'm shooting people and, you know, and, 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 and all these weird things. I, I do kind of give people the benefit of the doubt. I truly do. When she said that, she, said, she goes, you're a misanthrope. And I said, you only say that because you're a person. <laughs> <laughs> And she's always afraid that I'm going off the grid because at night she calls it the uh, my lake porn. Like she comes in and she's like, "What are you looking at?" And it's just me looking at like look at this eighty acres on a lake. <laughs> yeah, it's got its own own its own creek. Oh, know? are you looking at like houses? I'm gonna get the generator going. Oh yeah, go off the grid, <laughs> dude. You and me. I think about that shit all the time. Go off the grid. Just, yeah. Just squatch all day. Just squatching. <laughs> just set up a few gifting boxes. Now you went squatching. Yeah, I went so for wait, this we new were... show I'm doing. Is it? Did you start it? Yeah, the show started. It starts airing July 16th on the Sci-Fi Channel. It's called Joe Rogan Questions Everything, and one of them is Bigfoot. And I've had a Bigfoot fascination since I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, I was camping in the Pacific Northwest with my uh, stepdad, and there's a dude who was up there who was a trapper, and he had like these animal skins and shit. He was killing animals like right. bobcats, which I didn't think was kind of creepy at the time. I, was, <laughs> I think I was, that's really creepy. Well, I was only seven. No, you know? no, I meant me. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, and he told me about you know that these all these people have had these uh, Bigfoot like uh, experiences up there and the way he was describing it I, I barely remember it's like a, a really whispery memory but I remember that's what started me off on then I started I was always into monsters and shit when I was sure. a little kid I loved horror movies so then I started like reading up on Bigfoot and then I watched the Patterson footage eventually I saw uh, In Search of Bigfoot. In Search of is the one that Leonard that Nimoy. turns everybody around In yes. Search of did you see Boggy Creek because that was yeah yeah, I saw yeah women. So, so that that I think that had a, Boggy Creek I didn't go back and revisit it but I think that movie probably had a lot to do with my movie Willow Creek actually. Well, then I got addicted to that show, Finding Bigfoot, too. If you, uh, if you watch sure, that sure, all. sure. Actually, uh, uh, Cliff and, and Bobo showed up. I showed the movie <laughs> up. I went back up. I went. Oh, yeah? I showed it to the folks that are in it because you know a lot of actual um, uh, folks from the Bigfoot community are in the movie. I mean, and and uh, and how, how can we sell this movie? I mean, I'm just starting without to play, saying anything about. Well, it? I'm just started playing festivals. The thing that I'm really happy is Bigfoot folks seem to really like it. Like Cliff said, this is the best Bigfoot movie he's ever seen. Listen, this is a great horror fun movie. It's a great fun movie. Yeah. And, like, but I stay really true to Bigfoot. I, I don't. Yes. I try not to be cheesy. And oh and no, I didn't want. I didn't want. Those I, guys did not I don't like want to talk too much about this movie right. because I don't want to give any of it away because I want people to see it. It's 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 you or me? Yeah. It's, I think it's. Oh, it's me. Oh, can I tell you one one thing, quick story? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I'm having a blast. 
<laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, account. please! Thanks for being so, on. I'm having a blast so, too. So you've got that that uh, American Werewolf in London. Which yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, me too. I, 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 yeah. So that blew my mind when I saw it. Now, where did you get that? Is that from? There's a guy named Pat McGee. He's a special effects guy, and he does. Uh, he designs. Uh, if you go to McGeeFX.com, he designs a couple different things. Like he does an alien, like from the movie Alien, and he just reconstructs life life size wow. replicas. It's crazy. Yeah, it's he's really awesome. got a mold. And he uses yak hair, and it's well, incredible. Well, detail. one of the one of the many—I don't know if you ever heard this myth—but one of the many myths about the Patterson Gimlin footage is that it's John Landis in the suit. Have you ever heard uh, that? No, I haven't heard that. Okay, so 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 I've heard this, and I thought, and so one morning, I and and I and I love American Werewolf. I love John Land, Animal House, and all that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. that was, yeah, me too. Know, John Landis is of course brilliant. So, but I don't know him. So I get a hair up my ass, and I'm like, oh, I got to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> so I shoot my uh, agent uh, an email, and I say, got this idea for a TV show for John Lannis myself. Total lie. I said, you ha- can you get me his email? <laughs> and so she gets me his email. So I write him an email, and I'm going to read it to you, because it, 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 so he and I had this exchange. Uh, and I say, hi, John. I'm writing an article about the Patterson-Gimlin footage. Uh, I'm not. I was just lying. So he's thank God he's a nice guy, and was wondering, would you be kind enough to let me interview? Okay, so I go on and on, and I said, I, I want to clear up the the rumors that uh, John Chambers made the suit and that you were wearing it. So uh, uh, quickly, I get this email back, dear Bobcat, I am definitely not the guy in the Bigfoot suit in the Paris and Gimlet footage. What publication are you writing an article for? How did you get my email address? <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> But I sent him back, and I and and we went back and forth, and and uh, he was really cool, actually. He, he 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 he. I I think he's probably tired of answering that question. Yeah, um, but I'm he, sure. He, one of his early, uh, he did a great movie. Uh, it's like uh, it's called Schlock, where he's in a a, a, a gorilla suit. You've probably seen it. Is it like a gorilla with a, a space helmet on? No. And it's it's a kind of famous image, and 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 it's him directing the movie. I love the in the gorilla suit with the space helmet. Really? Yeah, I like because I got a great. I love this. There's a photo of me directing Shakes the Clown and and um in a clown suit, and I just I'll never be in something I direct again, you know. And I'm like fucking, you know, I'm like dead serious, and everyone's laughing, and I look like such an asshole, <laughs> no sense of humor, in a fucking clown suit. So it's called Schlock. Schlock, yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, let me double check. But yeah, it is called Schlock. Uh, uh, but so I'm a, I'm a big fan. I wasn't coming from uh, again. Yeah, Schlock. I wasn't coming from a big snarky place. I I, I I sincerely am a fan of Landis and stuff. But I thought there's a lot of Bigfoot rumors that I kind of thought. Well, maybe I can use, you know, my connections. Not that I have connections, but you know, I could just. Dis- prove some of the things, you know, like like get into the John Chambers suit. You know, John Chambers is the guy who was in Argo who did the Planet of the Apes. You know, there's right. a rumor that he may have built the suit and he did make a Bigfoot, but his Bigfoot I've seen and it's, uh, you know, so so whatever. It, it is a rabbit hole. Well, it's a rabbit hole, but it's also a rabbit hole where a guy says he did it. His name's Bob Hieronymus. He walks just like that. He took a lie detector test and passed. He also was a con man. So was Robert yeah. Patterson. And Robert Patterson well, also went to jail for writing a bad check well, to pay it, for the very camera that filmed well, that footage. Yes. And, and he could go even deeper, actually. Yeah, because they're con men. I, look, <clears throat> I, my thing about my belief in the Patterson footage, it, it boils down to the gait. It really does. It, it boils mm. down to that knee and that leg. And, and You've been listening to a bunch of knuckleheads, trust me. <laughs> 
That, that's a guy in a monkey suit. Let's let's play it. Let's play it. We'll go over it. The guy. It's a guy with a football pad, sh- football shoulder pads on, right. in well, a gorilla suit. Explain to me suit. this. Explain to me mm. this. Okay. I'm not confronting you. I know. But why? It, this is just a more. This isn't like proof. But this okay. is a weird thing. Why did they go to the trouble to so give it find breasts? A stabilized one. There's a yeah. stabilized one. It's better. Why did they? Yeah, that was uh, uh, Abraham Zapruder who shot that too. <laughs> this one look. There's a couple things. If you notice, I want I want people to pay attention when you watch. But this what video. about why does it have breasts? That to me is the weirdest oh, thing. Why doesn't it have breasts? Why? Does but it... if they couldn't make a suit like that in that time, and why would they take the extra thing? There wasn't four-way sure stretch true. fabric <clears throat> that looked like fur at that. I'm point. not. I'm, ju- I'm not sure if that's entirely You've been true. Listen to a lot of knuckleheads. And so... I also think that <laughs> the, it's all. It's ridiculous to say why would you know they what? make tit? Joe... Look at that. That. Joe, looks like a man you've been listening in a, a lot fucking of, monkey You've been suit. listening to a lot of dingbats. That's yeah, what you've been. You, you wackadoo, you. <laughs> Look at it move. That is a man. That, that is that not is a man. not compelling to me. That looks like it's a man. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gate looks but, like a dude with a big load in his no, pants. Like he's wearing the, a diaper. No, He's got no, football no. shoulder pads on. <laughs> it's all fucked up, stupid outfit. And I think you're looking at it from, uh, you know, the problem is, here's the problem. I can mind fuck myself. The problem is, if you play it back over again, I go, that's fucking real. Yeah, man. Look at the calf. The I'll look, I'll the look calf. at his ass. Back it up a little bit. Let's watch it again. Just I'll look try up to, I'll calf. Try to, I'm going to try to mind look fuck myself and... <laughs> now. Here, I'm going to mind fuck myself. Ready? Oh, my God. I think it's real. Let's, now, let's see, see if I can mind fuck myself. When it goes back myself. and forth like that, that's only... <clears throat> you got to play yakety sax. <laughs> look at that. Benny Hill comes out and slaps. Look at it walk. Let's... Let's let's zoom and stabilize on the Bigfoot. <sighs> it's a kind of monkey suit. I wish I could mind fuck myself, but I can't. I try, I really? try, but now, it looks so stupid. I think it's so funny to you that it's like you he's got look slightly longer hands. Like he's probably got some artificial hands in the suit. And if you watch this, look up Bob Hieronymus, but Bigfoot walking. Is, but ever and there's seen, there's okay, some footage yeah, I, of him I split screen with Bob Hieronymus walking okay. on one side of the screen right. and the Sasquatch. And it, God damn it, Bob Hieronymus was a big, gangly Sasquatch-looking motherfucker. Let's take a look. And he passed the lie detector test. Yeah, but that's not valid. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, test. when the guy walks like I think a duck he told and us, quacks like a duck. He told the story so many times he started believing it. It's possible. He might have O.J. Simpson the whole thing. I think you can do that to uh, yourself. I, I, I believe it 100%. 100%. You believe what? That, that you can, you can do convince that yourself? yourself? Sure. I, my, my memory of my childhood is so goddamn foggy. You know, right. I could go one way or another way and start telling a story about it one way. And then by the time I get 10 years down the line, I don't even fucking remember what really happened. Your childhood is so bananas. Now, do you... <clears throat> Have you do you spend time trying to piece it together or do you move past it? What do you mean? Well, I mean, it, it's pretty nuts, the moving around. And, and I've heard you talk about it in the past. The moving around was nuts, but the really nutty thing was the martial arts. Competing and going and competing in martial arts tournaments throughout my high school years, that was the nuttiest thing. Because I was, I was a, a child and I was having martial arts competitions against grown men. Wow. Like, my, my, <clears throat> my instructor was crazy. And he made me fight grown men when I was 15. So wow. like from the time when I was 15 till I, I was 21, all I did was full contact martial arts tournaments. That was way scarier than anything. It was almost like I was so scared of growing up, and I was so scared of being an adult, and I was so scared of just interacting with people and fitting in in any place because I was always the new kid and always moving. I was so scared of fitting in that I just decided to do something way harder than that. So I didn't have to think about that. I tried to do the the most obscure, crazy, scary thing to me. But why did – it's really weird – 
No, it's it's kind of sad to hear this. Too. No, it's not sad. It worked out great. Well, but... It was sad as if I had to go back and be myself as a child. It was often sad as a child, but it, ultimately it worked out. You know, I mean, it's not sad to go through tough experiences and develop character. I don't think that's sad. You know, I mean, I came right. out... I, there's a lot of people who came out a lot worse than me. Like, I, it was but fine. But when did the comedy come about? That's the part. The comedy weird. came about from uh, gallows humor, from going to tournaments. I used to make my friends laugh in the locker room. I would make my friends laugh, like, on buses and planes and shit. I would be the guy who was, like, trying to crack the ice because we right. were all terrified. And sure. I wasn't insecure around them. Yeah. Like, the guys that I trained with, it was the f- probably the first time in my life I felt confident enough to, like, talk out about things and say and make, make joke about things and not get told to shut the fuck up or someone's going to kick my ass or, you know, that's what right. a lot of when, moving from town to town when you're the new kid. It's like you always have to defend yourself. You're always dealing with the local bully and it's like it was, it was a constant thing. So when I started doing martial arts, like, these guys all knew me, so I was comfortable around them. So then I would make fun of shit to sort of lighten the tension because everybody was scared. Because when you go to tournaments, it was just fear. The bus was yeah. filled with fear, and everyone's scared. So and weird. Weighing in is scary, and then every now and then one of us would get knocked the fuck out. You get head kicked, and Ugh. and you deal with your friend just got concussed in the thing that you do for and you zero money. Go back money. in the bus. Go back in the bus. You got an ice pack on his con- head. Oh my god! Black eyes and shit. It was and the parents are around. You call mm, the family. No, they they were just... all adults. I was the only child. Wow. Yeah. Until you know, some kids came along when I was like. 19 and 20 there were some kids that joined up there was like 17 and 18 but for the longest time I was and really young did you have any social life did you have zero zero no partying no drinking wow. no, no nothing I had a couple friends from high school and uh, my best friends actually went to the school that was the other school and uh, what about we, what about women did you have girlfriends at all yeah yeah I had a girlfriend almost ruined me my first girlfriend because as soon as they started having sex I just didn't want to train anymore I was like, <laughs> like just, I was like it was like why would I go do that <laughs> Like, this is way more fun. <laughs> Does everybody know about this? Yeah, it was ridiculous. So it's like the sex is way better than martial arts. <laughs> Getting my face punched in. <laughs> yeah. Having my nose shoved into my brain. Yeah, it was always um All right, so uh, well, we were talking about Patterson before. I, I, yeah, I, I suddenly became a, a shrink on I you. I think if you, it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Okay, now, so I want you to the, watch this. Yeah, this, is, this is Bob Hieronymus walking and then the Bigfoot. Bob looking and turning just like the Bigfoot. I mean, come on, man. Put that guy in a goddamn yeah, now monkey look at, suit. Yeah, it's it, I don't dude. think it's a mistake that the knees aren't shown here, honestly. I mean, if you look at the knees in the 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 the, the way the calf mm-hmm. goes up you ever I, walk with ice skates on? Uh, yeah. But you know how ice skates don't bend right? And when I, you had to pick them up and yeah. make like an exaggerated walking motion? Right. What he, what the Bigfoot looks like to me is like a dude with like a suit on. That's well, got like crazy feet on the suit and he has to walk a certain way because they well, don't bend. Well, you know what's funny? Um, I, I'm not giving away too much about the movie, but there's, there's, there is footprints in the movie. Yeah. So, you shouldn't even say that. You shouldn't have said oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, stop. Stop right now. Oh, okay. Make people, because <laughs> there's so much about this movie that's so badass. If, if your movie sucked, I'd let you keep talking, but your movie's too good. So <laughs> oh, I'm going right. to keep you from. You let me shoot myself in the don't foot? Don't do it, goddammit. Don't wow. do it. So, I just, so I just I'm think just it's... here to plug Hot to Trot tonight? Or it, would, it would be beautiful if a guy who's a con man just happened to be the first guy to actually see Bigfoot and film it. Well, it would be. Well, don't you feel that way about being a comedian? Now, you went out. And 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 where did you go? Is we went to Sierras? the Pacific Northwest. But we're not going to fake anything. No, we're... no, no. But I mean, but if you find something, they're like, oh, it's right. Joe Rogan, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, the that's real, how the... I feel about it. Like, like, like I'm I'm going up to Oregon with uh, and and 
talking to Cliff and we're going to go out. But but I also feel like I taint it, you know, the idea that, that if, you know, if, if we find anything. I don't think so. If you, I think if you – you're just like me and I think your, your feeling about it is genuine. You yeah. know, I think it's a fascinating subject. There's – it's very possible okay, let's that say, it's bullshit, but it's also very possible that it's not. Let's throw it all out and say it's 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 it is fake. Okay. What is it about the subconscious through thousands of years that people continually see in, in these things? I mean, why is it you know? And and you know, Teddy Roosevelt tells a story of a, mm-hmm. of a you know why does it keep showing up over? Yeah, let's and over. finish that. Teddy Roosevelt told a story in his book about yeah, a, yeah, a about camp the, that he was at where a guy yeah, killed a wild man. Yeah, or a wild yeah. No, man no, no, killed they, a man. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it was, and everything was destroyed. Yeah. Uh, but 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 so like all these stories that keep showing up. I don't. I, I'm interested too in that. Like what what is it in part of our subconscious? What part of why do these archetypal characters keep showing up that mm. happens to be a man in the woods? Could it be as simply as keep your kids away from bears or or is it something bigger or is it is it a is it a eight hundred pound wood ape? I mean, you know, it's mm. it's 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 all fascinating. There's so many different things to consider when you say something like that. It was like first of all, you have to consider that it's probably a conglomeration of a bunch of things. And one of those things being that everyone's afraid of the unknown. And when you look out into that dark woods and you just say, What the <laughs> fuck is out there? This is when you said that I started getting creeped out for the first time, by the way. Ooh. And I was in the woods. A little, 17 miles down a dirt road. Ooh. You know, you 11 hours from L.A. north. Then we go to Willow Creek. Then you drive about 40 minutes to Orleans. Then you drive up this road. Then we drive two and a half hours down a 17-mile dirt road to get to the location. So there's no phones. There's no planes going over. So two mountain lions. Whoa. Two mountain lions. Two. And I put the actors in the tent in that scene, and they're going, hey, man, why are we here? Man, we could do this in a parking lot. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. But they couldn't. Uh, no, because I, it was, you know. It, it was... feels fucking real. There's nothing about. Don't yeah. say any more, goddammit. Okay. You already right. said some All shit. Right. All right. But, but, Motherfucker, stop talking about it. But it is. Uh, I am happy that people <laughs> like it, that it is scary, that there's laughs. And um, uh, it was the most fun I had making a movie. Going down um, a, a, a dark road and getting into the woods of the Pacific Northwest, it, it will give you this this new appreciation of how ridiculously wild that area is. Yeah, like the idea that we and have an accurate buzz. account. Did what? you get like a buzz when you start the, like when oh, you're from around the, the trees? The trees, yeah, yeah. yeah there is right. Oh, yeah. Or am yeah. I am no, I turning no, no. into There's a, a moonbeam? I mean. Well, they they they're they're energy. I yeah, mean, man. You get, trees you, are alive. You, but the oxygen that yes. they make, you get you get yes. like this weird buzz. I was not frightened. Everybody else was kind of frightened, um, and uh, and I was just like I I I didn't realize this about myself. I just like dropped my trowel. I'm walking around in my underwear, That's jumping great. in the river. Is that where you want to get a lake house? Yeah, or even I'm fine with a river now. You're squatching. That's what you're doing. You yeah, want to go up there and go squatching. I just, uh, yeah, man, and 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 uh, I don't want to dis. I don't. I'm not a prepper. I don't like that attitude. I really don't because it's like I don't like these preppers. It's like this weird end of times or Christian Judeo BS that they're buying into. It, you know, what I mean, the world. Mm-hmm. If we've learned anything about the world, it's not going to go out with one big bang. You know, it's just like. You know, things are going to fall apart, but it's not going to be anarchy. I don't know why so many people in every movie is about, you know, a Scientologist saving the world. <laughs> I think I think we've been through several of those in yeah. history. 
I think we're better at understanding it now because we have the written word and we have history and we have all these different stories of the past of civilizations that have deteriorated back when people didn't really have access to but books I, and I knowledge. I think it's some weird sort of hopelessness that's 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 just and I I don't buy it. I don't mm. I don't I don't. I think oh, well. I think I think human beings are, are so resilient and. Uh, uh, or there is the Carlin bit, you know. Maybe, maybe the Earth need plastic, you know. Like, well, as a, as a, that's funny. As a species, I mean, um, I think that we probably will carry on, but it's really easily conceivable that some natural disaster could happen that could wipe out most of the population of Earth. All you need is one big Yucatan-sized meteor that hits. True, and we're done. And there's hundreds of thousands of those floating around, not like three but, of them. But I'm not. I think I'm more of an optimist. I think I think when you, you when you just prep and 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 decide to go underground, I, mm-hmm. I want to go out in the woods yes. because I like I like the quiet. I like the smells. I like it's I beautiful. Like, yeah, but everybody else with me was just completely flipped out of their minds. Like this intern, there's just a tiny crew, and he's like, "Hey man, what's the difference between a bobcat?" Uh, and so a, where did you see these mountain, and a mountain lions? We saw two of them. Where did you see them? One in Willow Creek, just walking across the street, and then one. Were you in a car? Or were you driving? We were in a car for the one, but the other one was right where we were filming, and. Uh, and he goes, hey, man, uh, bobcat and a mountain lion, what's the difference? I go, bobcat's stocky, and, um, you know, he's got, like, a short tail, and a mountain lion's tall, and it's got a long tail. He's like, yeah, I saw a mountain lion. <laughs> and I go, where? And I'm like, I'm like, you know, this is like, a, I'm Werner Herzog making Fitzcarraldo. I'm, like, out of my mind, and I go, where? And he goes, to the left. I go, to the right, fellas, you know, just in there. There's a real problem with them not allowing them to hunt mountain lions anymore. Well, mountain lions, I found out later on, are badass. Uh, They're scary. Uh, well, well, here's the thing. They're cats. Yeah. So if you run, they you're, chase you. you're a 200-pound mouse. You know what I mean? It's just going to take you down, yeah. Well, they go after people on bikes for that very reason. They can't, yeah. they can't yeah. help themselves. It's a mouse, yeah. yeah. And so, like, it's a, you on a bike with a light as a laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> and so... So I was like, how close were you? He goes, about five feet. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) And if you've ever seen him, by the way, um, because the one I did see, and I have big balls. I was in a car. But the one I saw was huge. It's a lion, and they just walk. And they're like, he was walking with a purpose across the road. Like, like I'm sure he's about to eat something. something. It's a real problem. California's banned hunting of them. Really? And, and some places have banned use of dogs. You need dogs to hunt them because otherwise you'll never find them. But what them. happens to the dogs? I mean, the dogs know. bay them. They bark, they get them up a tree, and then the oh, pe- okay. person comes along and shoots them. Sometimes the dogs get attacked, though. Yeah, I mean, that's it does a part happen. of that story. I'm not so, I'm not about... so happy about that either. But... Now, when you went in the woods, did you have a gun? There was a guy with us that had a gun. Yeah, everybody yeah. kept saying, "Oh, you got a gun." And I was like, "You should have a gun around mountain lions." I know, lines. I know, yeah. I know. I would now never. You know. I, now yeah. I know. I had a we had a ranger with us, and and uh, he's also uh, he he's a, a, a Bigfoot uh, Robert uh, Lederman. He's a ranger, and he's a, uh, I say a Bigfoot enthusiast. He's a really sweet guy. Huge help on the movie, actually, and. Um, and you know it's like three four in the morning, and he's like, you know, uh, I'm a writer too. And I go, oh really? I go, what do you write? He goes, well, you know, Twilight. I go, yeah. He goes, I write tween a tween novel set in the Bigfoot world. Uh, it's a coming of age story, uh, like Twilight. So but two Bigfoot, Bigfoot hunters fall in love. <laughs> young young Bigfoot. 
A young Bigfoot falls Dude, in love no, with a no, person? No, no, people fall in love in the world. I go, what's the name? He's like, Yeti or not? And at this no. point, yeah, and no. this, yeah, and I'm like, I go, this is, this is my air hose. You're like, this guy is the only thing keeping me alive tonight. <laughs> Yeti or not? Oh my um, god, that's I was hilarious. very, I was very happy that he liked the movie. Again, you know, these were. Folks uh, uh, in the community, yeah, Stephen Stafford uh, up in um, uh, Bigfoot is, Books. If you, you saw that in the movie, he, this is the last he, thing I'm going to say about it. The howl, up. the oh. howl oh, was very authentic. It's like I've heard the, yeah, the, well, the sounds that they yeah, supposedly right? connect with the howl. Well, that's the thing. Like yeah. you listen to that stuff too. Okay, let's yeah. forget the Paris and Gimlin footage. Yeah. But you, there's so much stuff. Oh no, no, no! I don't, I don't think there's no evidence that Bigfoot exists, and yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that Bigfoot doesn't exist. I right. think that the Paris and Gimlin guys are coaxer. A guy's a bullshit artist. I met people when I was up in the Pacific Northwest that knew the Patterson, Patterson and knew the other dude too, uh, Bob Gimlin, Hieronymus. Oh, oh, Hieronymus, the guy who wore right, the, right, the right, suit. Right. And they said those guys were bullshit artists. They were always trying to make money, and they'd been trying to do it for a long time. They'd had someone else make a but, suit. They had had someone else make a suit, and it didn't work. And so they had this. Well, it, but the, Patterson. They, who made that suit then? Who the fuck knows? But you know what? Come on, Here's that suit is an amazing suit. It's for not that, that good. Here's the problem. It's not everybody, that good. <laughs> this is why I'm, everybody wants to say that it's really good. But here's what's realistic: it's blurry as fuck. So you're not getting a real accurate, crisp version of what you're seeing. You're getting this smushy version of it. And so everybody wants to attribute it to muscles and this movement to like. There's no design, no costume like that. I would buy that if you would show me a high-resolution, crystal-clear right. video of what we're looking at. But you're looking at blurry trees. The trees look blurry as fuck. You can't make out the well, very specific branches or the, the texture of the bark. So what you're looking at when you're saying that it looks so good, you're looking at this blurry thing. That might be tits. That might be a flaw in the, the costume. Uh, that um, might be his ass. Or it might be a, he's wearing a fucking diaper um, under a gorilla suit. I'm leaving. No. No. <laughs> I think... Pull it up about, again. Let's watch wait, it one more time. I want to get back to the breasts. Stabilized. I always think that's mm. very weird. It's my, It's weird, but it's not It's not impossible to but fake tits. But if you're trying to... <laughs> it's not. In Maybe Los Angeles. Reason, well, here's the thing. Okay, so, how about this? Maybe they, they would feel like Bigfoot is way larger than a person, so you just pretend to be a female Bigfoot, because Bob Hieronymus is six foot five. He's too small to be a oh, Sasquatch. Oh, so they're saying that. So they give him tits. That's way more likely than they film Bigfoot. <laughs> Right? It's way, way more likely. All right, but you say that. Now, what Bigfoot do you, uh, what evidence do you buy then? There's uh, a lot of things that are interesting. First of all, the footprints with the dermal ridges. That's fascinating. Yeah. Because that's incredibly difficult to fake. Mm -hmm. See, I'm looking at that, man. You know, there's. That's so blurry. Look how blurry everything is. It's all washed out. Look at that tree. You don't know what the fuck that tree really well. looks like. You can't see shit. You can't see anything. Well, Look this at all is these... a bad version. But this is at. the best version you can get, man. It's just blown up. When you're looking at so everything you, in the distance, so you want you want him shot on red. No, you I'm want saying it looks Laszlo like Co shit. Kovacs to be the DP. Dude, be honest. Look at the trees you're looking at I'll in front you of what's Bigfoot. Going on. They're in, look at the trees in front of him. You can't even see any definition of those trees. They're in meal penalties right now. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bigfoot says, "Be honest." Patty says, "I'm out of here." Show him one more time. That looks real to me. Jesus Christ, you're crazy. <laughs> one more time. Look at what you're looking at. You're looking at incredibly blurry shit. You're looking at incredibly blurry trees that are all washed out, and everyone trying to attribute all this musculature and definition. Well, why does this... You barely know what you're looking at here. Why does this 
hold up so much. It over doesn't. But why? It's the Jesus of the Bigfoot world. It doesn't hold up. It's just a, fu- a film that has not been authenticated or or refuted. It just hasn't been because science hasn't really spent any fucking time <laughs> examining it. <laughs> what about it's in Russia? Goddamn Bigfoot. The, what the Yeti in Russia? No, no. The Russians spent a lot of time examining that. Examining they, they, that? Yes. Well, yes, they yes. were fucking with us. Okay, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, it's still limits real. Let them waste their time. So Waste of time on what this evidence monkey. then if you're so opposed? The dermal ridges are fascinating. That's fascinating. The Melba Ketchum DNA is fascinating. Really? In fact, on the show, we just but had a geneticist Mel- go over that. Yeah, but that's the stuff that people are, could are, be bullshit. are calling BS on. It could be. But the, the, the deal is, though, this guy was a geneticist that overlooked right. the data. And it was his conclusion based on his understanding of genetics. He was, a fam- he was a, like, an accomplished geneticist. <laughs> but and but he, not published in any real... Thing other than their own. No, that's because they couldn't get published, and we they... are so far down. The no, but, but it's, no, it's a, it's a good, is, it's a good thing to like, say. That's a like, better footage. This is like this is when uh, the O nine checks out. No, it's no, look, it's it's a fascinating subject. Oh, I you don't want, know you want an insight if she's on, on correct my life? or wrong, this Melba Ketchum woman, or right. if it's a hoax, but. When a geneticist says that he right. finds the Im- the information to be compelling, then I have to listen because I'm too fucking stupid to understand who's right or who's wrong. Now, did you ever see any of the story of Jimmy Stewart with the uh, Yeti finger? Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy the, Stewart, the, smugg- the actor? Yeah, he, he smuggled the, what was supposed to be a Yeti finger oh, no. out of uh, uh, the Himalayas. Uh, in his wife's underwear, not she wasn't. It wasn't in her pants, but I mean, she, in her underwear. Whoa. Honey, you're gonna have to keep this in your pussy. Yeah, this is like, important. It's a yeti it's, finger. You think it's hard getting weed? It, out needs, of it. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be moist. Look, here's the no. It wasn't. It was in her, in her underwear drawer, and they got it all the way to England. <clears throat> now that has been proven. Not to be a Yeti figure. What was it? I, I can't remember, but I remember that. Let's it, look it up. It, it had DNA uh, testing done to it. Jimmy Stewart at Yeti figure. But I, results. you know, you know, um, you know what really works for me is a lot of the the, the audio recordings. Well, obviously, because yeah. you were talking about that in the movie, and 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 that is what works for me. Is 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 you know, I, I love listening to them. I think it's funny. You were talking about UFOs. I think it's funny. It's like people will go, well, where's the footage? Yeah. Well, there's a ton of footage on UFOs now that you can't wrap your brain around. Yeah. Okay. Here's some inter- something interesting about the Yeti finger. Mm-hmm. They said the DNA tusks have found it to be human bone. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what's interesting. Um, they <laughs> Jimmy think Stewart's wife smuggled a human, a human bone. Finger. <laughs> but they think that these things are fucking human. It doesn't mean that that's Got wrong. The it. the people that I thought that they thought that this was like some sort of like orangutan giant orangutan right. thing, but no, they think it's like that that Hobbit, that Homo Florensis. You're right. aware of that? That yeah. little tiny man sure. that they found the island of Flores. Still, yeah, well, that's, that was a human. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, you know the Native Americans up in the Pacific Northwest just. Uh, you know, it, uh, you know some 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 of the tribes just attributed the Sasquatch as a, as another tribe. I mean, it wasn't you know. Jesus. Now, have you gone down the down this rabbit hole? The the amount of people who go di- disappearing in our parks. No, there is no federal database set up for people who go missing in the, the parks, and it's uh, I can't remember the number. It's huge. There's an author who wrote a book about it. It's really fascinating. Do they think that these are Yetis or? He doesn't even go down that road. He just says, "Why is it? It's a, we should look it up. I don't know what the number." He, he he's saying, "Who? What is this? 
why isn't there uh, and and where are all these people gone? I can't. Oh, I feel really bad. Well, for it's easily up this they could starve to death. I mean, you you get lost in the woods, and you, you could, could get lost easily. But the weird part is, is the Fed's not taking the time to have a database. I actually have a friend whose dad died in the woods. Yeah, he went, he went hiking, and then the the fog rolled in, and he got did they find trapped. him though? Eventually, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they didn't find him for a long time too. But he, you know, you well, can once die you've been out. There, out in the woods, like like we were. Hey, what happens to your mind when you were out there? That's pretty funny to me. Well, it's it's very. How late is, did you stay up? Oh, we were all we were. We didn't sleep in the woods. We decided to stay in a hotel that was in town that was oh, twenty really? miles away. Yeah, but just being around there at night. Yeah. When you're in those woods, okay, even in the day, when you go into those woods, <laughs> you're you're gone. We were yeah. in Mount Rainier. You you sure, you go sure. into those woods and you there's it's another world. Yeah. First of all, those elk that bound in front of you and they're yeah. oh you know five six hundred pound animal just jumping in. Yeah, front of you. Yeah, that's weird when you run into an uh, uh, animal. I saw that up in Willow Creek. Uh, uh, and the elk that, are huge. That are that that aren't uh, afraid of you. That's the weird part. They don't even know what the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've never seen one of you. They're, they're well, we living in those there. fucking woods. Which was pretty fun because a wow. uh, couple of guys. It was really funny because we were at Laos Camp, which uh, if anybody knows, that's really close to that. And, um, <laughs> and like one of the guys goes, because uh, we had two women, the actress and a producer, and um, uh, I never had women here before. <laughs> this is around a campfire in the middle of the night. I go, fellas, I'm going to stop you right there. That's usually when the raping starts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't even say that, even if it's true. <laughs> Keep that shit to yourself, son. I'm not usually get women out here. Never had women out here. So as far as it, the things that they've collected, like the the UFO, you know, quote unquote evidence. To right. me, the most interesting shit is the howls that are really insane. Oh, sure. Primate howls. Yeah. And the dermal ridges that they found. Terrifying on too. Like some of them was great. Like like in the middle of the night, yeah. and and uh, it's it's awesome. I was once. Uh, uh, before the keynote speaker got up, one of the guys uh, he, he he mentions there's two guys like an opener, you know. There's the feature, there's the headline, right? And uh, MC. So basically, the feature brings up UFOs while he's doing his Bigfoot pitch, and about a third of the room went like, "Oh boy, <laughs> who brought this kook?" <laughs> a third of the room went. Uh, I'm gonna take a piss. Well, there's people in the Bigfoot community that like make fun of wood knockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wood knocking like they're just gonna wood knock back. Come on. Well, I said, you know, these guys who are upset if you smoke tobacco around them, and there's, you know, there's people with crying babies and making bacon, and, you know. Well, the one guy saying to the other guy that you never find Bigfoot because you smoke. (laughs) I've seen Bigfoot three times. You're never gonna see Bigfoot (laughs) because you smoke. That's fucking, that cuts at a man's soul. And I was like wondering, like, how does this guy feel about grass? Does he think that Bigfoot's down with grass? Oh, Bigfoot's probably attracted to weed. That's, well, I, I have noticed that a few, <laughs> of, a few of our fellow Sasquatch <laughs> hunters are a little, could possibly be a little baked out well, there. Well, squatching when you're high is probably way more fun than sober squatching. In the middle of the night, you know? Yes. Oh, my God. Sober squatching is much to I, be desired. I really think folks can't. Wrap their brains around how many millions of acres there are still oh, yeah. in yeah. like California and Oregon and Portland that are completely like a plane goes down and no one finds it. I think you're totally right, and I think that's one of the things that we tried to capture on the show when we went up into Mount Rainier. I was like, the way I described the trees, I was like, it's like a box of Q-tips. 
You know how you get a box of Q-tips and, you know, they're just shoved in there? That's yeah, all yeah, these yeah, trees. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you're not getting through that. You're going to get through that guy going like this. One step right and one step left and one step right. You're going to, like, slowly have to seesaw your way through all these trees. Yeah. Like, this is an incredibly dense rainforest and there's thousands of square miles. Thousands. And you can't just get to the middle of it. There's no, there's not trails through no. all of it. So if something was living up there, it could see you coming a fucking mile away. Yeah. Hide from you so easy. Especially if it had better senses than us, which if it lives in the woods, it's got to have like animal senses, sure, right? Sure, of course. Probably has do- senses like a, a dog does. Sure. Dogs would be able it's to gonna, hear you and see you no coming. Way a human being, yeah. But deer. Deer uh, yeah. see you coming a mile away. They hear you coming a mile away. Well, I uh, so so tell me, or, or you're not trying to talk too much about the show you did. Who did you go out with? Uh, I'm not trying to talk too much about it. We went with these guys from Wasser, the Washington State uh, Sasquatch Research Team. These guys was it a blast? Hardcore. Did you have a good time? Oh, yeah, they were great guys. They were uh, hardcore, dedicated squatchers, and they yeah. took us to like some serious spots. And we saw some weird shit. We saw some trees that were arranged in some really peculiar positions in the middle of the I'm forest. I'm nowhere and you're going. We also saw some trees that were broken in the middle, which is really weird because there's no there's no wind inside this forest. You know, you're deep, deep, right. deep in the forest, and you see trees that are snapped in half seven feet up. Yeah. Like something grabbed it and snapped it. I don't know what the fuck it was. I mean, I yeah. don't know what happened, but it's weird. You know, yeah. you see that. But to them, that's Squatch. That's Squatch. <laughs> Squatch is your territory. There's an area in Alaska. I don't know if you're familiar with it, how deep you went with your Bigfoot research. I have not gone to uh, Alaska yet. Not if you've gone I've been deep, to Alaska, but have you but heard of the, gone... the trees? The tr- no. two trees that What's are uprooted? This? Jamie, see if you can find the photo. There's uh, these two trees in Alaska that they believe Bigfoot has uprooted have you and gone driven to into the ground. Not yet. Again, I'm, I'm doing a gig up there in two weeks. Which, which town? I'm doing a gig in Anchorage. Yeah. Well, the Anchorage is really... Uh, it's beautiful, but um, yeah, I, maybe that's when I'm going off the grid. <laughs> yeah, Alaska's great. I'm addicted to At least you're going those. now. I mean, I did two dates in February in Anchorage. No! You kind of reassess your career choices oh. the second time you go, hello, Anchorage. How cold was it? It was so cold, but it's, you know, it's this weird thing. There's guys wearing shorts and sneaks because you just go in and out of heated things and it's dry. There's like snow places that never goes away and stuff. So. These are those trees. They're picked oh, up wow. by their roots and driven into the ground, and no one knows how the fuck it was done. They know that it wasn't done with heavy equipment because there's no, like, apparently there's no marks on the trees that correspond to the use of uh, heavy equipment. Now, what do you Supposedly, think that, that... Allegedly. I don't know. I mean, you, you, here's the thing. When you hear these stories, you're hearing about them. See if there's any other photos of that, Jamie. Better ones. Um, I've seen some different ones that are more in detail. But they, they don't. you don't know how much you're dealing with. It's just people that are in love with that shit, you know? Sure. But I, I uh, you know, there's, there is, um, there's a cynicism that you can have. And then there's the question of, uh, of what if. And 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 you could even be say all this stuff is BS, but I do love the the what if right right you know? yeah it's, it's Jane it's, Goodall thinks they're real yeah Jane Goodall yeah sure that's legit that's when me. my that's when <laughs> that's when 
the 09 gave me shark eyes when I pulled out Jane Goodall. Did she really? You know, I mean, like, you know how sharks, you know, they roll the, back. They roll back before they bite. She was like, <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, people that and, think it's bullshit and you start pulling out Jane Goodall. That's, well, you know, that's, that's legit. Again, the 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 uh, the O nine. She likes to say this movie, the uh, Willow Creek. That's what the name of this movie is that we're talking about. It's not, I, I can't announce it yet. It got into some bigger festivals. That'll happen soon. Uh, How is it not on. just in the movies? Um, I'm. Um, I think that there's, you know, that you can make a good trailer for the movie, and I think it could open. I think it's different than the other movies. It's I made. fucking great. Oh, thanks. I would man. go see that if I was thanks. on a date. Sure. That's that's a great date night movie. Well, it's thanks, fucking man. fun. It's it's a fun look. And obviously, I'm I'm very biased because I love you, and I'm a Bigfoot dork. So it was oh. a, a double combination. But uh, I, right. I I enjoyed the shit out of it, man. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. I um, you know, it's funny. I I just. You know, I'm starting now to make about a movie a year, different sizes, different budgets, different people, and uh, and then in the meantime, I do other. I work for other folks, and I do stand up. Like I, I'm about to go do Patton's new uh, Comedy Central special. I'll direct that. Oh, that's great! You're doing direct a stand up special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's he filming that? It, at <laughs> he's going to be at Comic Con. I mean, oh, wow. that is really that's perfect. Yeah, that is that is like if like uh, you stack the deck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like if you were in one of those giant southern uh, cathedrals that holds you know the mega churches. Yeah, and then Christ actually just came out of the floor. Like he just showed up. <laughs> that's what Patton at Comic Con is going to be like. I love Patton. Yeah, I love, he's, he's I love brilliant. His, his writing is fucking fun, man. Yeah, he's brilliant. So, so uh, that kind of stuff. Like, if I can work with a comic and and try to, and you know, and try to make it easier when they show up, so they're not worrying about you know, I mean, yeah. some knuckleheads. You know that 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 makes me really happy. That's just as satisfying, believe it or not, as going out and doing a show. Oh, that's awesome! Because I, yeah, because I love comics, and I don't, I don't, I don't like it when people make it harder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know, just before you go on on TV, everybody's saying the worst thing. You're gonna do good. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't stay. Get the fuck out of here! Shut up! Shut You're up. not making me lose. Yeah, that's the worst thing ever. You know, they're questioning. You're gonna do good. You know, my friend Tony, like Tony what? V. Yeah, so like he was on I Letterman. Tony. I love Tony V. So I sent him flowers when he's on Letterman, and it just said, "Don't fuck this up." <laughs> and then, and then one time he was taping another TV show, and it was years ago. And it's, uh, I go, Tony. I'm coming down there tonight to watch you tape. He goes, oh, really? Don't no. I'm bringing Robin Williams, so don't fuck this up. He, <laughs> he just thinks you're my friend. He doesn't know that you're funny, so really do good. He's like, you're a fucking asshole. And then of course, you know, you do that to a guy, and they go up and they're they're laughing because right. subconsciously he's going, well, Bob wouldn't. Bobcat's not going to tell me I'm going to fucking blow if you, you know what I mean. So, yeah. so that, you need a safety zone. You need you need friends that aren't, aren't driving you nuts before you go on. And stuff. What seems like what what I like about what you've done uh, with your you know I, I hate the word career, but I guess that's what it is. You know, career yeah. always seems so formal. It's yeah. just what you how you express yourself. What I like about it is that you have not boxed yourself into any one corner. Like this Bigfoot thing is this fucking freaky horror movie. That's why I love you it. Know? It's like so funny. It's like people, you know, like, you know, their perception, and then you make it, and it's really fun to watch with an audience. But, but what I was gonna say is, but also like 
I'll run into you and you're directing the Chappelle show. I run it, I ran into you, <laughs> right. you're directing Kimmel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you, you're doing all this weird shit, but you're doing you're you're equally competent at all of it, and seems like you're equally enthusiastic about all of yeah. it. Yeah, well, which thanks. is it allows you to like direct someone's stand up and enjoy it as much as doing your own stand up, sure. which you also enjoy. Yeah, I it's it's um I'm pretty lucky now now you know the other side of it is is like it's 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 not um. It's the probably the least secure I've ever been financially, but there's something awesome every time you you, you jump off and you go, hey, what am I gonna do next? You know, and every time it works out in some harebrained way. You know, I mean, I gave the commencement speech at my daughter's school at Hampshire College. You know, and I was, I really well. First, I went up and I just read an Oprah speech word for word. (laughs) 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 You know, whenever I'm nervous, I always go to Oprah, and then and it was all about making it. And I was like, blah blah blah, dreams and hopes and. I go, this doesn't apply to any of you kids. You, know? <laughs> I go, you gotta, you guys gotta quit as often as possible in life until you end up someplace that you don't want to leave. You know, and uh, and you could smell the parents' stomach acid. You know, they just spent all this money on an education. But that's the, so true. That's actually guy, amazing advice. You know, quit as many times uh, as you can until you find something uh, you don't want to leave. You know, and and like, there's a weird thing for guys our age. I mean, you're you're younger than me, but, but where we we're doing all different things and, and, you know, are we enjoying them or not? And then all of a sudden this age we come onto our own and it's, um, it, it, the, 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 the freaky part is like after world's greatest dad, I wrote five screenplays. I mean, I just write screenplays all the time and, and someone goes, well, who are you competing with? And I'm like the grim fucking reaper, man. <laughs> I don't I like sitting looking over at, who you know, are you competing with. That's yeah. not an interesting question that if you produce anything, you create something, you're competing against somebody yeah. to create it. What a shitty mentality, but common, you know, it's a yeah. common thought. Yeah. And as soon as you can remove those guys and, and make it, you know, yourself uh, instead of other people and you're not judging what you make by their standards and stuff it's a it's a it's a pretty awesome place yeah that's the thing about being a, a you know a, a grown-ass man too it's like you get to a point where you're comfortable in your own life and you're comfortable with what you do and you know what's good and what you've done you've had enough feedback by what you've done that you enjoy and what you've done that you did for money and then you get to this sort of like place where you're like okay i know what i'm doing here yeah and i'm not on a pink cloud you know when, when you know there's gigs i take for the bread and there's things things I do, but, you know, it, it does make it a little easier when you're sitting there, you know, and you're asking, getting, what, what is, what is your police academy? I'm interested in that. Like, what does oh, people bring up? Fear factor. Fear factor. Okay. Yeah. And you're, and you're polite, I'm sure, when people talk about it. I enjoyed doing it. You know, fear factor was nothing, there's nothing artistic about fear factor, but mm. there was, I had a lot of great moments. But there are a couple questions that you've heard a million times, right? Oh, yeah. And what, what is it? What is the one oh, you Oh, did get? you ever eat any of that stuff? <laughs> hey, Joe. <laughs> Is fear a factor for you? Yeah, but I I have a, a very healthy attitude about it. And, you know, I'm happy that people enjoy the show, you know, and uh, I understand what it would be like if I enjoyed the show and I ran into me. I right. might say something stupid, too. Right. I might say, it's fear a factor for you, buddy, because right. I wouldn't know what else to say. I'm an idiot, you know? But you, but, but it, you don't detest it. We do our best and smile through yes. it. But this person doesn't realize... They're the third person that stopped me today. At the airport. And asked me at the airport. As you went to your gate. <laughs> no, you know what it is? It's always, you know what it is? It's the security people. When you're oh, taking your yeah. belt off. You were Yo, at- man, where's that movie with that horse at? <laughs> Yo, man, you did that movie with that horse? You did the movie with the beer. 
Oh, you did that shit? Yeah, like, oh, I, and they, man. And then, but now it's worse because they go, I don't know him. They're just looking at me. And it's like, I never heard of him. Do the voice. It's just, it's the word. That's Jimmy hilarious. Kimball loves to bust my balls harder than anyone about the voice. It's just, you know, like if we're direct, doing the show and, you know, doing the commercial, I go over the, do the voice. I go, trick, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Jimmy so, went and got a star, and that was uh, I hadn't seen him in a while, so I went and got I went with him while he, you know, I was very touched. It he was, got a star in the Hollywood yeah, Boulevard. Yeah, it was really oh, sweet. It was just a real, it was a real Capra-esque moment with everybody that guys that I've seen in and out of his life, and you know, it's really sweet to watch. But <laughs> the O nine goes, you know, I tried to get you a star, and uh, I go, what happened? They said, ma'am, the posthumous request, swear to God, it's another, it's another, it's another. They thought you were dead? Yeah, and I said to her, I go, well, then what did you do? She goes, well, I, 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 the guy insisted you were dead, and I said, I'm your wife, and then, and I was like, I would have taken a dead star. I don't care. You know, I would have showed up in like gore makeup. That like would I'm actually a be hilarious. Yeah, if they I, gave you a star. A star. You're <laughs> dead. They gave you a star, and then you showed up for the. And they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> Coming out lower down. He's alive. In this day and age, I mean, everyone's zombie obsessed. It'd yeah, I just beautiful. come in gore makeup with <laughs> maggots coming out of an eye socket. That's she hilarious. killed me. That's hilarious. <laughs> That would be really funny, man. Especially if you, I mean, sure, you can get somebody in Hollywood to do it up really good, like Walking Dead style, where yeah. it looked realistic. Sure, yeah. That would be awesome. So I have a question. You, what's the, you did this one episode. What, what's the next one? Well, we've done, we're doing six. We, we were picked up for six. It starts July 16th. So there's, uh, I had a them... similar idea, but what I wanted to do, and this was after shooting Willow Creek, I thought it'd be funny to like go, let's say I go, the Jersey Devil, right? Right. But I make it because I I I I'm interested in filmmaking, so I get Kevin Smith to go with me in a tent, and we go <laughs> and sleep out and look for the Jersey Devil. Yeah, that would be great. And then you just keep going, but it's always like you know John Waters is Baltimore, and we go and we go find go in this this haunted house in Baltimore and again, you know, and just can't find. Well, the way what I'm doing is uh, some of them I'm doing with comedians, like I did uh, one with Duncan Trussell. He went with looking for Bigfoot with me. Oh, okay. And uh, Ari Shafir is going to go to a transhumanist con- uh, com- uh, conference with me in New York. Transhumanism is I don't know transhumanism. People that uh, want to download consciousness into computers, like Ray oh, Kurzweil okay. and sure, sure, the, sure. other like all the people that are into robots and. Uh, so uh, he's gonna go and do some of that with me too. So w- w- a lot of it we're doing. I'm doing it like with comic friends. But it's cool to go have an open mind and just yeah. not be snarky. Because here's the thing: what people don't realize, um, all these different subcultures and stuff, they have a sense of humor. Yeah, you don't have to roll your eyes. You right. know, I mean, like there's a lot of laughs in Willow Creek from these guys, and they're just, you know, they yeah. they know they're making jokes. They're not, you know, they're. Yeah, they, listen, the guys that we were hanging out with up in um, Seattle and Mount Rainier, they were great guys. And yeah. one of the guys had a great point. He goes, hey, he's he had never seen Bigfoot, and he had been fascinated by it, and he'd been looking. He said, listen, if I don't ever even see Bigfoot, I'm still camping. I'm enjoying the wilderness. Right, I'm out exactly. here having a good time. He goes, I enjoy Which every step of the Which makes me wonder why people get so aggressive about it. People uh, get aggressive about music. But I mean, they're, yeah, that's true. You know, they get aggressive <laughs> about movies. That guy sucks! They get aggressive about TV shows. Like, how the fuck can I, you watch this? I, I, uh, I had a, um, 
Now, it, it's actually so played out, but I had a story when I was directing Kimmel's show about Nickelback. And the first time I tell the story, I go, I go, and I wasn't, like, I think making fun of Nickelback is is really hacky at this point. But I really said, I go, what's the band that sucks? And the guy immediately goes, Nickelback. I go, yes, they were on the show. Now, as a comic, I go, I'm going to see if that works tomorrow night. <laughs> and it does. And it keeps, you know, every time. It's like, it's really funny that these, these guys, for some reason, are the whipping boy of music. I don't understand that. But I'm confused, I, I but will I'll tell, join in. I will, <laughs> I will tell stories out of school that uh, you know uh the 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 manager of Nickelback came into the booth and he goes don't shoot Chad from the front and I'm like I don't even know what Chad is you know I I figure out that's the lead singer he says don't shoot Chad from the front and I was like why he goes cuz of his nose just shoot him don't shoot him profile. Just shoot him in the front. That's what I'm sorry. He says, shoot him right. in the front. No profile. That's what I said. I was like, oh. okay. So he leaves, and all the cameramen are, are my best friends. When you're a television director, that's who you really bond with. And they're like going, oh, don't you? Hey, Bob, can I direct? You know, you're letting the manager Nickelback direct. You know, they're really busting my balls. So if you see the Kimmel show, as the show goes off the air, the band's playing, right? And and so I go, yeah, there's a, there's a profile shot. And uh, just as uh, I go to this, uh, the AD, I go, tell me when I have 10 seconds left. She goes, okay. And she goes, 10 seconds. I go, shoot the nose. And six cameras go whizzing in from every direction. <laughs> like, And I did just a, I did a montage of his nose. I go, ready camera five, ready four, ready three, ready six, ready seven. And I just, and we just... And we just went off the air with this guy's nose. And That's so it got hilarious. super quiet in, in, in the headsets. And the guys go, uh, hey, man, what are we going to do now? And I'm like, uh, I didn't plan for that. I'm getting in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend, guys. Did anybody yell at you? Well, I know that it didn't make the West Coast broadcast. <gasps> that, 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 so. They censored the nose? Well, I'm sure people flipped out because I did that something that I did something like that Listen, to another man, band, and that's I know that. his fucking nose. It's not that bad. He's well, not an ugly guy. Again, though, if someone didn't come into the booth and tell me what to do, I wouldn't even have uh, done the tribute to his nose. What do you attribute the um, the whole hate for Nickelback to? Is it they're, they're too know. smooth? Are they too polished? Why, I don't. I mean, there's too poppy. I don't understand why why just suddenly everybody gangs on Nickelback when there's so much more crap in the world. I yeah, mean, you know, what is it? Uh, I don't know. It's just this weird. Well, you know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. There's a safety in bullying. You know, mm. if we all decide that we're gonna bully Nickelback, then you're not bullying or me. Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. whoever. Fill in the blank. But liking him or disliking Justin Bieber, I don't have that kind of time. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't even know. What, you know, he's not for me. Right. Although he does. But Bieber then again, you're a fifty-year-old man. You know. Yeah, but here's the thing. You know. Yeah, and I just, you know, I, I. Uh, I think of him in terms of like Donny Osmond when I was growing up. You yeah. Know, I, I, you know, I was threatened and weirded out. And then when I got older, I was like, hey, Donny Osmond's not a bad guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? You end up meeting all these. And Donny was yeah. super nice. Yeah. I did his show. You had a, the, the Donny and Marie show. I, I had a Donny doll that I used to bring out a, a puppet and do, and, and do <laughs> so stupid and do weird things. I'd do like a puppet show with him. Yeah. Put words in his mouth. Well, you know, I'm gutting fish. So it wasn't that much of a stretch for me to pull out a Donny. 
Donny Osmond down. My early stand-up, there was no jokes. I mean, I'm, uh, it's nice that you like to meet Bob because I had material then, but it was just doing one weird thing after another. I was super influenced by Andy Kaufman uh, and, okay. and, and Steve Martin and stuff like that. So so uh, if I did well, it would kind of go well, and then sometimes when I did bad, the show would go off the rails, you know? <laughs> it just ruined all the other guys' nights and stuff. Well, you guys were, it was such a, that, that comedy environment was such a, like, a, a hot environment, but it also, the Boston comedy environment really supported originality. Originality was, it was really huge Yeah, in it was for weird. It was nice that, that, like, if you were derivative, you didn't get work, you know, so, so. And you got shit on. Sure, you did, yeah. You got now, shit on by all your peers. Nobody just let that slide. They they kept a high standard, which is difficult for people who don't want to maintain a high standard. But for people that are like, you know, you well, realize that you're going to have to be judged by your peers. So you got you, these, you you got this weird little. court of your peers. Yeah. So you, you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do other people's acts. So then you go on stage. Then we're going to goose it and have the some of the toughest, worst crowds in the world. Yeah. So it was a it was a good place. Nick's to, Comedy uh, Stop? Sure. Nick's. Animals. Uh, did you Played against Sam's. Sam's. Yeah. I had my own. I had a thing called Dollar Night at Sam's. That And it would be me and Stephen Wright. And we'd walk the room. You know? <laughs> People would be like, what the hell was that? I started out at the Paradise. Uh, Stitches. Oh, really? Stitches. Was my yeah, first yeah, gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah those so, first open mic So I have a night. question for you. Do you think anybody's going to come along and and as a comedian and ever be what Steve Martin was? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, or, or do you think we're too fractured as a society? Like, my mother weighed in on Steve Martin. You know, she thought he was funny. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. but and you did as well. So it went across the board. Exactly. That what you mean? That's what I'm saying. My Jim dad Gaffigan. Knew he was. Gaffigan is squeaky clean and uh, I think funny to everybody. He Brian pe- Regan. But these guys appeal to everybody, but they're not the phenomenon. They're not on the cover of oh, Rolling okay. Stone. They're not. Yeah, the, you right. Know, I feel like, you. Like, yeah, I, no, that's I, a good I don't point. think. I don't think. I don't think it could happen. I mean, there's certain things I don't think can happen anymore because of the digital age. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I'm just saying. I don't know about that because Dane Cook cracked through because of the digital age, and although his was like more of like a teeny bopper sort of a crowd, yeah, that guy was doing eighteen thousand seat arenas. You know, but that was, was very Steve Martin esque. But, but but when I was growing up, Steve Martin, you had to deal with. You know, my parents, if they were alive, would not know who Dane Cook is. Yeah, but that's just Dane Cook. I'm saying he he broke through in his digital. Sure, no, age, I'm saying there's going to be people to... that'll be huge, but I don't think there'll be people that 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 are so huge that that everybody in the family knows them and they're a phenomenal. I wonder. You know, I don't think it could happen again. It, you might be right, and we are definitely more fragmented than ever before. Yeah. In, in, in a way, it's a good thing because there's a lot more audience for more obscure people that wouldn't have had an outlet before. And I think that's great. I think that's great too. But I do worry about like um, the our exposure to our our world gets minute, or maybe I'll just say for myself. Am I going to go to BBC and learn today about the, you know, about the events, or am I going to click on <laughs> Bigfoot site and go down a rabbit hole for two hours? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? I do the know, same thing. There's something, you know, when you had a newspaper. Now it's like uh, I'm an old guy yelling, "Get off my lawn!" But you had a newspaper. I, I go through. I oh, I'm interested in that. Oh, I didn't know that was going on in China. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I think the digital age makes it a little bit too much. You you can find news that agrees with your outlook, which is weird. The news yes. should not be 
<laughs> you know, it should be. It's never impartial, but it should be. It should be somewhat. Yeah, you could if you have confirmation bias, you could support it really easily on the internet, just sticking to a bubble. Yeah, I think. Uh, but I, I love like whenever when I'm ego surfing and I see someone call me a libtard, and you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm so out of there. A libtard. Libtard. Yeah, when someone calls you a liberal, that's hilarious. Self-hating liberal. Liberal is one of the weirdest sort of uh, insults ever because if you look at the like okay let's look at the official the definition of it yeah the official definition of liberal okay where's a yeah this is see libtard see libtard (laughs) all right look it up in a dictionary it says to open open to new behavior or opinions and willing to discard traditional values that's hilarious that sounds pretty positive Unprejudiced, unbigoted, broad-minded, open-minded, enlightened, permissive, free, free and easy, and easygoing. Those are the now. The <laughs> only thing that seems to be threatening to me would be to folks is uh, disregarding uh, uh, what was it? Disregarding the, traditional values. Yeah, see that that's very threatening to people. There's yeah. people that treat the Constitution as if it's like uh, like a ten, the Ten Commandments, like that 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 there's no you know, we're checks and balances. You know, we can change and adjust things. But there's so people that are so ingrained. That's really scary, you know. I think there's also the real problem with liberalism is a lot of people know that folks naturally are inclined to be lazy fucks. And if you give people an easy way out, they'll take it. So as soon as you start advocating, giving people aid or helping people out or people, ah, get them up, get that fucker up. It's like... It, there's a part of people that resent them resent, immediately. Resent, yeah. There's a resentment against like but the idea is that liberals but what are happened, not in like, the hard after work. World, world War Two, it's like, hey, you're down on your luck, you know. Right. Here's your GI loan. Here's this. Here's that. I think it was we- a much, much, much harder world that they were dealing with, and it was only a couple of decades after the fucking depression, yeah. where people are much more used to living together, scraping to get by. Your parents almost starved to death twenty years ago, and they all have stories about it. Yeah. My grandfather had horrible stories about the depression. Yeah, Scary my shit. my old man lived through the depression, and and that'll make um, you know, <laughs> well, my old man's a whole other can of worms, but <laughs> as was mine. There, yeah, the um, you know what? Uh, would we be sitting here talking? <laughs> no. Yeah, you, you'd never, you'd never be a comic. Be. I think that's one of the number one pieces of. Uh, I've if never really... met a comic that didn't have a fucked up life. Yeah, I yeah. don't think I've ever met one. Basically, I think my act uh, it was me going on stage, going, "Mom, do you do you hear me?" <laughs> I think that's what, I think that's that's in a nutshell. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. But it's funny how that's like my favorite art form comes out of that imbalance. It seems like it's the only way to achieve it. It's like to achieve it correctly. Like something there has to be some sort of a deficit to create this. You know. This, this it's a reaction to a, a lack of something. It's not just a natural progression from. I was kind of a funny guy in high school, and I figured, let me try out this stand up thing. <laughs> you know, it's it's well, more because, of like. Well, here's the thing. It's it's what we're missing is that that those times that we bombed, we probably should have never got back on stage. Right. But we 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 eat it and then go back up again because the, <laughs> the it's 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 horrible. It's a crazy, weird thing. You know, like. Often the funniest guy in the room is not the comedian. You know Often, what I mean? It's many just times. the comedian's got the 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 illness or the nads <laughs> to go up there, or both. Yeah, 
Yeah. But you know something's happening lately on stage, and this is this is not me lying. That all of a sudden, for the first time in thirty years, I'm sometimes having fun up there. <laughs> I was always panicked the whole time. I was really? Yeah, something new. Like all of a sudden, uh, um, I'm uh, I I don't know, man. I'm on this new thing. Like sometimes with the right crowd, I actually enjoy it. And uh, and uh, yeah, you know, it's a new new thing. Isn't that funny that something that people enjoy so much to come see and it looks like you're having so much fun up there, but for a lot of folks it's just terror and fear and worry about bombing and just fucking trying to get when it's over. (sighs) And then you fuck two more shows tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if you're killing every show, you know, sometimes it's It's a it's a new thing. You know, suddenly it dawned on me what was a, a new thing that dawned on me is like uh uh, it was okay. These people have an expectation, and I'm not doing that. But how can I warm up to them? How can I include them so it's not just me saying this is what I see the world as. This is what I see is funny. If you don't like it, cram it. Right. I'm not saying compromise what I believe in, but suddenly I was doing like a little bit of crowd work that wasn't like you know uh, how do you know when you're finished? You know, but. <laughs> You know, to to actually just sit around and poke around and talk to folks, and it's it's been different. It's it made my it made doing stand up a lot more fun. That's awesome, man. I I love when people like refine their the joy of uh, of performing or well, find it. Well, like Cosby's funny still, and yeah. I'm like, oh, what is he doing? How is he doing that? You Not know? only is he funny, he doesn't have an opening act. Yeah, yeah. And Cosby does like an hour and a half. Hello, everybody. He sits down and you know, boom. It was, it was actually Louis that said to me, he was like, uh, CK, he's like, he's like, go see Cosby. <laughs> he goes, wow. He's going to do a ton of material. You're going to think 20 minutes went by. He's still funny. And, and and lo and behold, yeah, I go. And I was like, this is weird. I wanted to be bitter and uh, he, he ruined it. Well, and, maybe it's because he just enjoys the art form. As long as like stand up to me seems like. When I feel like when I'm like really tuned into it, I'm as much of I'm, I'm like a passenger and I feel like it's a group hypnosis thing. Like you lock people and you know how to do the bits right. You know where it's going. You know the setup and you hold the pause and it becomes like this big. Th- and if you f- tune into that frequency and nourish it, as long as you continue to nourish it, it seems like something that would always be there. It seems like when people lose it is when they take a couple of years off and then they go back again or something happens and they're well, not really into or it anymore. I think, I think it's maybe the opposite. It's like when people just, this works, I'm going to do it and just get out of here tonight with my life. Get the check. You know right, what I mean? So, Because right. I know I have done that, you know. But this is different, a new phase where I go up there and I go, all right, um, it's not a mistake you're here. You know what I mean? Right. I slow it saying. down. Slow it down. And instead of just blurting out those new ideas, you know, that's usually what I do, like, in the first couple of minutes, whatever, the new ideas. Is, and then I do the act. I go, I go, slow it down. It was, it's, it has been new. You know, maybe people are, like, I'll see. You know, I keep doing it and see, see if folks like it. But you know. Are you more comfortable as a person now? Yeah, yeah. So is that yeah. it? You think? Yeah, I'm not like you know rainbows and crap and unicorns all day. I mean, I I, I get I get dark, but I will say, um, the majority of the time I'm happy and I'm happy when I'm making stuff. So now I know that. Well, okay, no one greenlit this movie or no one did this and that. I pick up my you know I start writing. Right. You know, it doesn't matter if it gets made or not. It, that process is very freeing. 
Yeah, there's something about creating things where, especially if people enjoy those things, if you can put those things out and they can, like, people can, like, actually get, like, a, like, when, you, like, so, say someone goes to see Willow Creek. If you go and see this movie, what you're going to get is, like, a, a feeling. You're going to sit down and this thing's going to happen in front of you and you're going to, ah, 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 and you're going to have all this feeling attached to, and you as, uh, you know, the pretentious word, artist but you as an artist like as someone who's created this gets to sit there and realize that your effort your thought your focus all this you piece it together you edit it up and boom and then you deliver it and then you get to watch all this positive reaction you just want to go do more you just want to continue that cycle of well for me i think it's kind of like i keep making these movies and it's really exciting especially like the last four when when after the movie people are are chatty. They're like blah, 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 right. which happens. It's really sweet. And 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 um and I guess basically what I'm doing is I'm shooting out a flare saying, do you do you guys see this? Do you guys feel this? Is this right? Or is this go what's going on? Or wouldn't this be cool? You know, right, that, right. that's that's what I'm doing when I make a movie. Well that's the way to do it, man. I mean you're you're it's it's a, a true form of expression. Like instead of you saying, Oh, this'll sell you know, hey, yeah. if I box this with that and yeah. add in a funny black guy, boom, I'm fucking <laughs> dumb in. If I do the voice. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you're like, you know what, man? I'm fucking into Bigfoot. Let's make this weird fucking yeah. crazy movie about Bigfoot. Well, that's what I got to say about my wife. That's really funny. She says, she says, uh, go, you know. Go to your Bigfoot. Like she yeah, you wanted to get it, she wanted she to get it out of your drive, system. She let me drive around for a week. So is that what you did to, to write it? You just drove I around for I a week? I truly wasn't even like writing. It was really just, just uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to people. I'm just going to do this with no agenda. You know? Wow. I, I knew that someday I'd probably make a movie, but it was really more just like, do you know how freeing that is? To like yeah. take out like, like, like five, six days and not have, you know. Uh, you know, I still had to do a couple phoners, which is funny. You know, they go, "Where are you?" <laughs> I'm looking for Bigfoot. Man. That's hilarious. Yeah. You're doing phoners for gigs, like yeah, for upcoming yeah, yeah, gigs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'll be funny. in Peoria at the uh, jukebox, but uh, <laughs> right now I'm at the, you know. So, so, so you go out there. You take 11 days. You go wandering around for Bigfoot. Where did you decide to start? Did you have a specific... Uh, like... No, no. I drove up first to Santa Cruz uh, and the Sierras, too. And I drove around there. I heard Santa uh, Cruz is amazing. I've yeah. never been. I heard yeah, it's, it's really, It's really, really awesome. You know, I just went where, like, kind of kind of uh, poked around and, and knew certain sites where people had seen, you know, or heard or, you know, events, you know. So, and, and, and then, and that's, again, I ended up in Willow Creek. I... I didn't go up to Happy Camp, which uh, I, I probably will still. I mean, that's another pretty uh, a, a, a Sasquatch. Happy Camp? Yeah, it's it's above uh, uh, Orleans. It's above Bluff Creek and everything. It's a, uh, it's still another place that there's a lot of Squatch activity. Isn't there a bunch of different names for those areas, too, that are like monkey names and ape yeah, names? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Ape Canyon. And yeah, like, yeah, in Oregon, yeah. It's very strange how it's many like, why? things. why, yeah. 
And in um, in Mount Rainier, up in that area, there's yeah. a bunch of names that are the the one of the North American names for Bigfoot. Nice. There's a bunch of like canyons that are named after that. Like so, this guy starts talking about all these different areas, and it's got this weird North American you know name in it. Right. And uh, and he said, well, that's when we just that's how we started our Bigfoot squatching. We just started going to all these places that the North American Indians had named had after named Bigfoot. Yeah. I'm like, that is fucking crazy. Like they named spots. Again, it, yeah, that's it makes you fucking think. Yeah, and it's also when all said and done, it, it, you know, it's it, whenever you're a subculture, you're gonna get ridiculed and picked upon. But oh, yeah. like you said, it's just camping. It's camp and it's fun. There's something silly about. It. I mean, I went with Duncan Truss and we ate pot candies and had a fucking yeah. blast. Well, that's what I was wondering about because I know some of these guys are high, of course, but they're very <laughs> worried about. What Bigfoot, you know, because Bigfoot likes different smells, and yeah, you know, right. So, and I'm like, are they are they eating it? They gotta eat it. <laughs> well, if they're smart, they'd eat it. But even yeah. if they eat, if you eat strong weed, like yeah, it's still you open up. Like I remember one time, uh, a car, uh, I won't even say his name, but we were on a plane, <laughs> and uh, he had brought a Tupperware thing and his fucking carry on with weed cookies. And it was an international flight, okay? And this motherfucker opens <laughs> look, the, the lid look, and he goes, you want Red one? Red not here. You can it's, say it. It wasn't him. No, I know. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he, he opens the lid and the smell was so strong. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, we're going to jail. I'm like, are you crazy? Do you know what that smells like? He's like, I can't even smell it. And I was like, you can't smell it because you've been smelling it for so long. <laughs> you are it. Oh, you, you are become it. It's, it was so scary. It was so, it was, it was so powerful, strong. I would think if you had those brownies out there in the woods, Bigfoot's going to fuck. Smell that. Now, have I ever told you the, the t- uh, Tony V story about when he was the American tourist or gorilla? No. Okay, this is great. I don't to- think so. Tony won a contract to be the gorilla, and so he'd show up. Now, he Tony's a big guy, right? He's like, like, like 250, you know, maybe a little heavier sometimes, but... So he's a big guy. I think he was about three three bills when he was the gorilla. So Rick Baker builds him a gorilla suit that's twenty grand. It's made of like real hair, and it's got this whole gorilla uh, uh, muscle structure. Now Tony goes to like hockey games and stuff, and people get mad. You know, they're like <laughs> he goes out on the ice. Fuck you, gorilla! You're not the real gorilla. You know, people just mad. We're fucking horrible, aren't we? Animals. So animals. So so Tony, the gorilla suit's got a better deal than Tony. It's got a guy that travels with these anvil cases and packs it up and and and, and so Tony's just doing stand up in the meantime with me and hopscotching while he's doing the gorilla dates. Now the gorilla suit is not with us, but he's got this this onesie, this big unitard that he wears under the gorilla suit. And clearly he was having some chafing problems. So he goes, and um, <laughs> so we're getting searched through customs going out of Canada. And there's all this, uh, like, white powder and rocks that form from his sweat, from <laughs> the crotch sweat. And <laughs> swear to God. The oh, guy, my God. The, guy, the custom guy licks his finger, and he picks up one of the rocks, and he tastes it from his balls. It was, oh, no. It was, it was a ball. No. It was a rock of baby powder. No. From, from, from his balls. From his balls sweat. And I think I'm kind of, I think I'm witty. All I do is I go, ah, his balls. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm just, tears, tears. And as That's soon, all you can get out of his balls. Soon as, guy, as soon as the rock, this thing hit his tongue, he was just immediately, he's like, I don't know what he's saying. He's like, he could tell like, 
He's like balls and old man dick and he's just like what the fuck is going on it was the best face oh, ever oh. just like hyperventilating we we were we were actually because uh, i love tony like tony i love tony and uh, i mean we're just holding each other up we're just two guys just wrapped around <laughs> each other crying <laughs> it was the oh, best thing. And what is the guy it was doing? The best thing we ever saw. What is he doing? Furious, furious, He's mad, furious. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you, because who he, told him to put it in his mouth. <laughs> we could have stopped him, by the way. Yes. He, he licks the finger, and then he's got all the way down, and we both look, hunk, like our heads oh, snapping. That like is a, so funny. That was the best thing. He ever. thought it was coke. He thought he was catching some. Yeah, he thought coke. he got the big. I got a big uh, case here. He's got the it's a big collar. He's gonna get kicked upstairs. Oh, that is so funny. Uh, I don't. Tony V told me one of the most important things that I ever learned about driving. Because he was driving back and forth from New York to Boston. It was a long <laughs> thing. And he was doing it a lot. I forget what he was working on, but he was driving back and forth a lot. And I go, how do you, how do, you do that without going crazy? He goes, I just go zen. He goes, when I'm in the car, I just say, now this is what I'm doing. He goes, There's, I don't say, man, I wish I wasn't doing this and I could be doing something else. <laughs> He goes, I just say, this, <laughs> this is, what is what I'm, I'm doing. doing. And that's, I never thought about it that way. I was like, yeah, you can do things that you yeah. don't want to do like that yeah. and just, just have it in your head. Yeah, my, this is what I'm doing. My wife had a, a friend who, uh, uh, he was, uh, he sold ice cream in an ice cream truck and it played uh, uh, Turkey in the Straw over and over. What is that? All day long, Turkey in the Straw. Oh. And he said, you know what I did? I said, I'm going to make that my favorite song. <laughs> so it became his, it became his favorite jam. Wow, that's madness! Like, yeah, yeah. Ice cream truck—that would be the best job. That would be horrible. Oh, uh, you could deal with a lot of shitty kids. They would definitely make you want to not have kids. Yeah, They'd and I'd it. also be like, you giving kids ice cream on the side, and should, mostly aren't people just selling weed out of <laughs> ice cream trucks? I don't know. <laughs> If you're lucky, if you're I mean, in a good mood. I mean, it was the Van Halen song. You know, it's funny as you grow up. Like, Van I, Halen song. I, I grew up. You know, I I was the first generation of like getting, you know, the Ramones. You know, they they I I got I got to see them live. Actually, would help build the PA's. That's how I'd sneak into bars when I was underage. The Ramones, just punk rock and all this stuff. And I rebelled against all this stuff. As it kept coming up, like the you know, then later on the kids were in the Van Halen. I'm like, that's not punk rock, you know. I, I was an <laughs> asshole, right? <laughs> but I was down in Baja with a bunch of buddies, and they were all surfing, and I'm like the, uh, and uh, I mean, we we're in the middle of nowhere, like about about five six hours. No, yeah, you know, just just I don't know if you ever gone out in Mexico. No, I, I think it's a little too sketchy now, but there's nothing around there. Any surfers with no shipwreck? It's a famous surf site, and. Uh, you know, and we're driving along the side of a cliff, and I'm driving this Jeep, and we're playing Panama from Van Halen, fucking loud, and everybody's fucked up except me. I'm the designated. I'm, you know, Joe Sober fucking. But I, it was finally, I was like, hey, man, I get Van Halen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you finally got it? I got Van Halen. It's what was the song uh, that pushed you over the edge? It was Panama, that song. It's a great fucking song. Uh, it's just loud, and there's stars, and these guys are screaming. And as I keep speeding, going over gigantic potholes, they're all 
thinking they're doomed. And I was like, it's again, it's like I'm good in chaos. I go, now I get Van Halen. Isn't that a funny thing that you do, though, like that people do? We all do it, especially when you're young, where if someone doesn't like what you like, you get oh, fucking angry. So angry. You're like, you're, what you like is shit. You know, and like you think... hate them for liking it. Here's an exclusive, because I, I do tell a lot of yarns and well, they're all true, but I, I have a lot of stories. Here's a story I don't, I've never told anyone. When I was opening for Nirvana, we were at uh, here in LA, so I don't know which 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 form. I think it was the form. I don't know, but um, and Eddie Van Halen shows up and he's really fucking hammered and he wants to jam and Kurt is totally flipped out like uh, Eddie Van Halen wants to. J-. He's like hide me, you know. So <laughs> so Eddie wants to go up and shred. Yeah, and he's fucking hammered. I go, dude, give him one of your guitars because because Kurt played left handed, right? And I go, it'll be it'll be great, you know. He won't be able to play it, and he's like. He would figure it out. Like, like <laughs> I was like, I go, this would be so funny. But it, it was really weird. He anyway. probably would. We had David Lee Roth come in here. He couldn't be fucking cooler. I met him one night at the comedy store. He was the greatest guy. Just hanging out, no pretense. Well, just I him and a buddy. In the eighties, they were gonna because Purple Rain made money, and they were gonna give him money. And it, it was this, you know, insane script. You know, it was just oh, a, a movie. Yeah, yeah. Really? I went in and read for him. Why did they never do that? He's so charismatic. Yeah. Why did they never give him a movie? That's what he's probably you know, too busy fucking everything. But there could be a movie there. You know, that's yeah. the thing. It's like look at him. You know, maybe you know what he's doing now. Uh, what he lives in Japan. Okay, he lives in an apartment with his dog, and he practices sword fighting all day. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, I moved to Japan it. by himself. He's a fascinating guy. We had him in here. First of all, the fucking guy wears overalls everywhere he goes. Okay, <laughs> you know, he's comfortable with his nipples. I don't know. He just likes wearing overalls. No, but he just they, enjoys they, them. They, don't they bug your nipples? I haven't worn them in a long time. I'd have to cut back. Coveralls or overalls? Overalls. You know, where they have the little things like the farmers wear. Yeah, yeah. They clip up here and he, yeah, we have him. See, look, he's wearing overalls. See that? <laughs> oh, oh, he's got a shirt on. Yeah. There. I thought he wasn't wearing a shirt. No, look, overalls. <laughs> it's hilarious. And, but, and, and, and so he, he does his sword and, and plays, practices sword fighting. And does, and not to be so crass, but does he, is he set? I mean, Financially, yeah, I'm sure oh he's got. Oh my god! Well, you never you know, know how much fucking money David Lee Roth must have. I, but David Lee Roth is first of all, he's very smart, and I think he's also a savvy guy. I do not see him overindulging to the point of something like that. He likes living small. He shows up here by himself. I mean, he's one of the biggest right. rock stars of all time. Drives himself here, shows up by himself. Hey guys, no no pretense. Comes in, sit down. How's everybody? But a lot of a lot of the the folks that have longevity do that yeah you know i mean like like i i haven't seen him in a long time but there was a period where i spent some time around i sound like i'm just name dropping all my stories but but with david bowie and he would do that you know now you do he he would say bowie now you you sound like well when i started talking you know uh uh, (laughs) i know i know no no i'm just kidding it is yeah it's true if you know david bowie it's true story you've always you, you if you're in show business, that these are the folks that you you, you become friends with. Not all of them, but you know. Sometimes, so, so yeah. Your stories. I mean, are you are you you're, you just told me a, a David Lee Roth story. I yeah. Mean, but you also have a show. Maybe that. Well, he came in to promote his show. He has a podcast. He from has Japan? his own podcast. Yeah, he does it from Japan. It's fucking great. 
It's great. He's it's fun. He it's gets fun up, to. does his does yeah. his podcast, does a video podcast. I think. Uh, and then find, he, find out what the address is. I don't know what the address is. And then he and then he sword is. fights. I think he calls it the Dave TV or something like that. Now I remember he also. I heard this. I don't know if this is true, but I, I heard that. And you would know this maybe because of martial arts. He he would uh, sweep the stage after the show. Really. I heard that. I don't know if that's true. I didn't ask him, but I could see him doing something like that. Just <laughs> just as a discipline. Yeah. I, I could see him doing something. He's a weird guy. The I Roth remember, Show. That's what he I calls remember it. we were, uh, uh, again, with the Nirvana, but this is when the, it's another funny story I thought was um, uh, one of the crew guys had worked with uh, the Nuge, had worked with Ted Nuge. And, ah. and, uh, and Kurt enjoyed hearing the story because, you know, the Nuge would hit the stage with an air ramp. Like he'd hit the this air ramp, you know, like a stuntman, and it would right. shoot him over the amp. But I wow. guess, like, yeah, and so he'd come flying in, wow, with the guitar, and just go shooting over and land. Which Land on what? He would hit the stage. I How mean, far would he fall? From the top of a stack of marshals. Holy so shit. It shot him off like a, a cannon. So, um, but apparently, <laughs> Kurt enjoyed it, because I witnessed hearing the story about when he... He clipped the top of the speakers with like the his boot heels and just ate shit and landed on his guitar. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, his knees are all fucked up. Well, he he hobbles really bad now. I think um, he just had some serious knee operations. It could be that air ramp. Jesus, I'd imagine. Aren't you glad we don't have to go out that way? <sighs> Flying over the fucking top <laughs> of a truck with probably cowboy boots on or something stupid, right? But you know, every audience, uh, uh, you know, isn't red hot. You know, yeah. I mean, there's got to be times where you go <laughs> over the amp <laughs> and the crowd's like, huh? Staring at you. Yeah, they're, they're in a beer line. I'm trying to get him to do the podcast. He's uh, he's going to be at the Canyon Club in July. Well, why why wouldn't he? Or, I don't know. Oh, okay. I want to get him. Of course he will. I, I shot an animal for him just to be friends. <laughs> like, I went you? deer hunting just so I could call him my friend. And, and, no, and that's not why. That, I yeah, okay. But I, I really would like to get him in. I, he's a fascinating character. Of course he is. And he, his, his hunting show, I, I watch his hunting show. Ever, it's called Spirit of the Wild. And he and is it the hunting he does he go around the world or is it his backyard? The second see, part. Yeah. Now see <laughs> the latter. When the Kimmel show was in Detroit, I pitched an idea that that nobody bit. And the idea was we were gonna get the nuge, right? We're gonna get Ted on, and then we're gonna take like Guillermo and Uncle Frank and maybe someone else and go bow hunting. No, no. I was gonna we, I was just gonna give him a paint gun and then make them, you know, the 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 hardest prey, you know. I mean, and send them out in the streets <laughs> and have Ted Nugent on Uncle Frank. That's funny, you know. And, and it was great because it was a snowstorm. It would have been so fun, you know. That would have been really fun. These guys running away from Nuge while he hits them with paintballs. I mean, that would and it was in Detroit in the snow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been hilarious. I was just in the uh, <clears throat> I was in Detroit this weekend doing stand up, and then I went to Dallas and and showed Willow Creek down there at a, a small. Festival called the Oak Cliff Festival. It was, it was fun. Nugent has this uh, hunting show and he, he sets food out and then he climbs in a tree with a bow and arrow and just fucks these deer up. Every day he's fucking oh. up a new deer that's going to eat his food. Now, but see, my, he now, eats them and if it's he gives on his land. Yes. Does he have to abide by. Uh, it depends on the animal. Michigan law? It's, he's not in Michigan anymore. He's in Texas. I'm oh, kind okay. of a fanboy. Okay. Kind of a Ted Nugent fanboy. So, so in Texas, can he just, you know, shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he owns yeah. an animal, can he kill it without having to it abide depends. by? <clears throat> in uh, Texas is one of the best places for that, for what they call high fence operations. But it depends on the animal. And there's a lot of animals that they keep in those uh, those high fence places that are not uh, they're not native. 
the like uh, African animals, like scimitar. So, so they don't have oryx. a season no, because they're no from season. other. They shoot them whenever they want to. So you could shoot them every day if you chose. So they come from another country. Yep. They go. This is pretty nice. I'm getting three squares. <laughs> Holy shit! Is that Ted Nugent? <laughs> Mom, this is a fucking Mom! flying stick right through my heart. <laughs> my older brother, he he, he uh, he's he's no longer with us, but he he uh, he was a poacher. I mean, he that's why I, <laughs> he just shot things all year long. Well, that's really common in a lot of places. Yeah, I mean, in the Pacific l- Northwest. They was t- they were telling us how to poach. When yeah. we were up there hunting for Bigfoot, there's a there's a there was a woman that was a woman who worked at this store. She was like, She's "Well, a she goes when we when we see elk, we just shoot him with a bow yeah. and arrow, and nobody could hear it." They can, yeah. Well, my brother uh, had everything figured out. He had. Uh, <laughs> I brought Tony V out to his house once, and and I'd given him some money to buy to insulate his home, and I wanted to buy some new windows, and I wanted to make sure he, he used the money. So I went to visit my brother basically, and Tony, we get out of the car, and there's just corn like psycho corn it's just growing up everywhere and and tony's uh what's going on with the corn because it's you know i mean there's no rows and uh my brother's like oh that's for the deer you know you know bob it's for the deer and tony's like oh you you, you help him through the winter he's like i want to blast him <laughs> <laughs> so i go up to the top store of the, win- the window in the bathroom and it's shattered it's a fucking sniper's perch yeah i go what happened to the bathroom window he goes oh recoil <laughs> my brother he's shooting out the window on the toilet <laughs> he's shooting deer from the toilet by the way there's some guys who are going wow that guy had it all he had it all <laughs> he had it all he's missing is a q-tip yeah, in his ear yeah, while he's blam. taking a shit and shooting a deer lamb he'd be like uh you know and the, the, <laughs> want to go hunting meet me in the kitchen so oh day. when we were leaving Tony V goes, hey, what is that over there? What's that, like a woodchuck? And my brother goes, yeah. And then we're not even around the corner, and we're blam. And Tony goes, I just fingered that woodchuck. I go, yeah, you you dropped a dime on that woodchuck. That Why would woodchuck. Shoot, where would you shoot a woodchuck? Because he just shot animals. He just, he just, he, he went, his friends were telling me, you know, his, you know, his stories were amazing, you know, stories I hadn't heard. Oh, yeah, your brother, you know, because there's a swan pond. I was like, don't tell me he killed swans. He goes, no, no, no. But there was uh, some big, uh, I don't know what was in there, trout or something. So so they had taken acid and they were uh, climbed over into the swan pond and were fishing and shooting. He would go dynamite fishing. That's oh, why like, my life is like, you know, I had back <laughs> surgery less than a month and a half ago. It was my birthday at the end of May. And I get a ladder out and, and the old nine's like, what are you doing? I go, well, I think it'd be fun to jump into the pool from the ladder. Because, because instead of, and she's like, that is a horrible idea. Jesus Christ. That's, I just see you slipping, the thing oh, coming oh. down, and the ladder. And... All right. Well, well, I'll give you an idea. I, I was sitting at home, and um, and because of the back surgery. and what, I, ha- what did you get done to your back? I had some uh, disc and bone spurs, and I feel great. And, What'd they do? They took a little bit of my disc away and took out the bone spurs. But I had other problems before. I had nerves that were smashed into two vertebrae. Yeah. That were making it so my leg just, I couldn't walk. And... I have back issues. That's what oh, I'm really? I have a disc, a bulging disc. Oh, well, I have a dude when you want to cowboy so they up. Cut it, they cut a piece of the disc away? Yeah. And, and I got to tell you. It doesn't you, hurt? Uh, the, the surgery heals up, and now my leg, and I don't have back pain, you know. I lost 20 uh. pounds I, 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 as soon as, because I could, I have my life back. But well, That's amazing. 
But so I said that I've been sober since I was 19. But here's, I mean, yeah, 19. So, but the thing it was is, I with the back surgery, I, I, I had a break. I, I, you know, I, I, they put me on Dilaudid. Was a basically, yeah. So, have you had Dilaudid? No, but so it's, it's in cowboy movies. Yeah, it's morphine. So, so it's the shit that killed Lenny Bruce. And and really, and, yeah. So. So it's <clears throat> awesome, by the way. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. I was trying to explain it. And I was like, <laughs> I said it's it's not because like people describe heroin as as coming as as like you know like that, and it's like no, it's it, 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 it is like um, right after that and before regret. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's before shame and regret. <laughs> right, it's that the five second window. And uh, and it lasts all day. Where and would you put Nyquil, like original Nyquil, the real shit, compared to the lauded? Yeah, like a like a two. Whoa. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It was like, it was you know. And I'm glad I I, I went through this back surgery and and when it was over, got off the dope. And, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. And you. And I like, gave were you it, nervous about that? I was terrified, terrified. And I gave it I gave it to the O nine. Why did you uh, need it? <clears throat> because of the pain. I mean, the pain was so bad. Like they, you know, they go over to post surgery pain, uh, pre and post. But but the problem was is that I have uh, I I have no sense of reality. Like I don't know the difference between an ingrown toenail and and a, a ruptured disc. I really don't. Like it's just pain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was in so much pain, and um, it was it was. So, but here's at one point already. I have a problem with good ideas and bad ideas. So, so my friends are over the house, and uh, I say to my wife, "I go, wouldn't it be funny if I shot a hole in the roof with a 22?" And she goes, "It wouldn't be funny at all." I go, "Yeah, it'd scare the cats." <laughs> this is why you're on Delauded, yeah, 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 with a gun. <laughs> yeah, well, at least <clears throat> Hunter Thompson Jr. over here. I just at least I ran it by her. She's wow, like, thank no, God she's there for you. She's like, no, that wouldn't. Be. <laughs> she's your filter. <laughs> yeah, like, it's amazing. You need someone to tell you that. Uh, well, uh, that was Delauded, <laughs> but but I will say it's <clears throat> always and and I've passed this down to my daughter. It's always the funny story that outweighs everything else. Uh, like later on, it's the funny. Well, that's story. also what's gotten you. You I mean as a comic, that's sort of what gets you, you like your life, your career, part but, of your livelihood is having these stories. It's a, it's a valuable asset. Well, like I love that m- my daughter has it. Oh, that's well, that's cool. I mean, like, she loves she goes, her daddy. She went to a <clears throat> wedding. She says, "I didn't know anybody." I go, "Well, what did you do?" She said, "During the first song, I ran out and humped the bride." <laughs> Like, who the fuck is that, bro? She really did that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. She always knows that it's the stories. She's got the photos. Look, Daddy. Now, when you took this delauded shit, you were 19. You quit doing everything. And then is it 19 to 50? And then there's nothing in between them? Well, I had a back surgery before, so that that was funny because at one point, like I said, I, I put it in the hands of someone else. I give it to, 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 to my wife. But do you give yourself a green light to do shit like that because you're in pain? Like, I, I had, to, get, I had to talk to other folks and say, look, man, and that had to explain, this is what this is for. But I've, uh, I've had surgery before, knee surgery, yeah. and I just dealt with the pain because I don't like Vicodin. Right. I don't like... Uh, I don't like all that stuff. All that stuff actually has a really weird reaction yeah. to me, and I become a big asshole. 
Oh, that's interesting. I become really nasty. Does it make you cranky? I this? just uh, really <clears throat> an asshole, and and uh, wow. I mean I'm not like punching my wife, but I mean right, I'm, but just you don't. I'm like just yourself. short, and I just tell her yeah. what to do, and so so this was what worked, and um, and uh, you know I was on this and uh, the first time, and 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 she. <laughs> Did you ever try to do it without it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. It's too painful. And they're going, this is crazy, you know. And they, and they actually just slammed morphine into my back because they're going, this is crazy that you're walking around, you know. And and I thought, well, okay, I can handle it. And I'm sorry you know I interrupted I did? you. Okay. You know what I did? I just vomited immediately. <laughs> That's funny. But but I was I was sitting there one day, and uh, this is the first time, and, and, and I'm watching um, Lifetime, and I'm just sobbing. And my wife comes in and she goes, you don't get any more pain medicine starting now. I married a man. Oh, that's funny. I did not marry a man that cries during Mommy May I Sleep with Danger, sorry, Tori Spelling, or whatever I was watching on Lifetime. Lifetime movies made you cry. Yeah, she's keep, like, keep it's, Remind me. She's like, that's, that's it. Remind me not to take that stuff ever. I don't want to cry, and I want to watch Lifetime movies. <laughs> I don't want either one of those things. I was doing Q and A's for the movie uh, on Delauded. Wow! When I went to the Boston Film, did you tell the story. people that you were on it? Yeah, I just said I'm really high. Because <laughs> <laughs> what else was I going to do? Now, was it painful just to like uh, sit down, just like to sit up straight? Did you feel yeah. it in your back? It got to the point where sitting was a pain and walking was a pain. And Lower it, back? Yeah, and it affected my life to the point where I don't know if you're this way, but you go. Uh, you, you you measure things. If I mm-hmm. go to the store, that's going to hurt a lot. Can I go? You know, I mean, it started oh, wow. affecting what you do to the point where, I, you know, I didn't have... I was 50 or in my late 40s and, and thinking like a, a, a senior citizen. So Whoa. And now I'm back, you know. That's I, amazing. Yeah, back surgeries, <clears throat> scary shit. Back surgery is a, a spooky one for people. I have a... Well, it sounds... I have a great doctor, but it, my, it sounds like... Are you worried about... The control surrendering it is that it? I mean, I I, no, I went a to bunch a bunch of, of doctors. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had nose surgery, back surgery. I mean, um, uh, knee surgery twice, three times, three knee what surgeries. What happened to your knee? I tore my ACL and both knees. I had them reconstructed, and, and I tore my doing? meniscus. The first one was uh, kickboxing. The second one was jujitsu. <clears throat> and <laughs> what happens? What Take happened? me through that. <clears throat> like when it happens, you like. Well, uh, the first go, one. Do you think you broke your leg? I knew something was really bad. I knew something was really wrong. Like it popped, it was a terrible tear, <laughs> terrible pain. The first one uh, hurt a lot more. The second one didn't even hurt. It was really weird because it was. Um, I was in what's called a, a half guard. So someone's legs are wrapped around your legs, mm-hmm. and he extended his legs, and my leg went sideways and just went snap like a carrot. It was really weird. It was like this pop noise, and then uh, I didn't even know it was. The ACL was gone until I was walking. I think it was in my office. I was moving something, and my oh, leg just gave out on me. That's really weird. And I had already had my left done, so I knew that my right was probably fucked. So and was the, got the first one was that during a, a match? No, it was training. Both oh, of them okay. were during training. Okay. And yeah. what does? How does the other guy feel? Is he's like? Oh. So, yeah, it was, wasn't his fault. It was totally no. But my I mean, was he, does he feel weird? Oh yeah, he felt bad. He felt terrible. The guy, Will's the guy who it happened to uh, the second time. Was a friend of mine. He's a really nice guy. 
Yeah, and it he was, feels terrible. Yeah, when you train, uh, I've had a guy's I had a guy's leg explode on me a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. two different times <laughs> that I can remember. One time the guy blamed me, but that was ridiculous. It was just it's just in the middle of scrambling. Like sometimes your your knee just gives out, and then the other and the, the one time was a guy didn't tap in time and his knee just exploded. It just went pop 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 pop. But it was like uh. it was a weird situation. It was like he didn't really have to tap. Like sometimes, like you can get out of things and you're real close, and then all something in the middle of like trying to get out of it, like he was pretty close to getting out of it, his knee just gave out. Like, got you. It was a weird sort of a thing, and it made this horrible, loud sound. And now that sounds to me, <clears throat> you're, you're thinking that I'm crazy because I'm like, hey, I'm gonna jump off the ladder. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna get someone to steady it. Well, it's it can be dangerous. <laughs> like I said, I've had my nose you, this opened stuff up is and insane. fixed, and it's a little insane, but it's also very intoxicating. It's fun. It's like uh, it's a very exciting game. Now, about now, you you don't do it. Sure, I do. Wow. Yeah. Well, the only thing With that's stopping me right knees? now is I have this little disc issue. Yeah. But the disc is getting a lot better. It's pretty close. Yeah, you got to get it taken care of. No, it's not. It's not like uh, it was only a few millimeters. The bulge. Oh, okay. So it was something that with spinal decompression and a bunch of different. I things. I actually saw mine the la- the la- on the MRI, and it was Ooh. like a comedic. It looked like a a, a bicycle tire. It was a like, boop. Oh wow! It was that big. Do you remember like, how many millimeters it poked? No, out? I mean it was like they put on the the MRI and the two doctors go, oh, ooh. like Whoa. they were like, oh, yeah. It was like I said, like, okay. I'll yeah, go. mine is actually asymptomatic right now. It's just stiff and it's just but these uh, it's getting things better. are the things. This is the problem. The problem. The problem is by the time you figure out how to do it, what makes you happy. The wheels start falling off. <laughs> you were just telling me you might need to get glasses. I mean, it's, it's yeah. No, I, I definitely should get reading glasses. Well, I have actually reading glasses. Like when I look at things, like anything that close is is kind of blurry. Like right there, that's blurry. But like my computer is fine. Like I don't, I can read everything on the computer. I don't need it. It's things that are close. It's well, like my phone sometimes. Like sometimes when I wake up, I can't read a number. I'm like, how the fuck? Like if I have to actually dial it on my home phone, I'm just looking. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's weird. Then I have to go like that. It's a, it's the it. the cruel cruel joke of time. Yeah, time's it, a motherfucker. It uh, you know I I I hate to be so cliche, but as you get older, it's you're like you know that's that's like I said, that's who I compete with now. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why um, I <laughs> I'm think... not like going. I'm not like going. Wait a second, did the Grim Reaper get a Comedy Central special? <laughs> motherfucker, what do I got to <laughs> do? <laughs> Competing, yeah. You do wind up thinking you got to get out more shit before you go. But conflict is, is this, behind. conflict is what builds everything. It's what creates everything. It's why anything's interesting. Yeah, conflict or just pure enjoyment of whatever you're doing, that too. That's true. Conflict kind of, there's a bunch of things that can move it along, right? Well, the cool thing is, is if you if you stop making the conflict being other people and you use your own demons as the conflict, mm. so then you don't have to create, you know, you know. Yeah, no, I can I sit do. there and, and write a screenplay and and not go down a, uh, a, and not go to a terrible place. Yeah. Like I go, nah, yeah, uh, uh, go back and forth with myself. Hmm. When you create something like a, like this movie or, or anything where you write it, do you sometimes like get out of it and go, who the fuck wrote that? Like it's just almost like it comes from somewhere else. Yeah, I I I uh, I think that it's almost like this sounds really trippy. Um, but I think a lot of the stuff, and, and well, here you're on stage, and you say something that you never said before, and it's not even derivative. It's not something you know. I mean, your buddies and you, or you guys discuss. It's a brand new thought. 
you kind of feel like it's just there already. It's like this 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 stream, and then you reach up and you grab it. And the big part of it is trying to. I can't believe I'm not on Delighted right now. But the big part of it is, is is getting yourself out of the way so you can just grab that stuff. That's a great way to describe you it. You know, because, you know, I'm I'm terrible. I'm a failure. I'm a hack. This has all been done before. Nobody likes me. Boo-hoo. <laughs> you know, it's so exhausting. <clears throat> it's so, and that stuff's just having a big ego in reverse. You know, it's still a big ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking about yourself instead of thinking about what you're doing or going zen and just focusing on. Just make stuff. Yeah, yeah, just make stuff. That should be a shirt. You know, make stuff or, Just make or stuff. Uh, you know, the other cliche, which is true, you know, you're feeling bad, you know. <laughs> you know, you do something good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this, uh, did you ever read uh, any of Pressfield stuff, like no. The War of Art? No. He talks about the muse, you know, and uh, he talks about it and treats it like it's a real thing. And it's uh, kind of an interesting idea because what, you know, people think of the muse, you know, that like in, the the idea is that there's something that gives you these ideas or something that you you pay tribute to and then it it gives you ideas and right he actually <clears throat> sort of actively courts it like he actively like says like uh you know I'm going to respect the muse I'm going to show up at work every day you know and I'm going to put in the hours and when I put in the hours the muse will come yeah and, and like he sort of it, his philosophy on it is very enlightening and, it, and it's also very um the it's 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 inspiring because it makes you want to write. It makes you want to create. Yeah. It makes you want to like that attitude is a very beneficial attitude to have. It's sort of spiritual and mumbo jumbo and kind of crazy. No, that, but I, it's I, not. I say the nicest compliment I've ever received uh, is this friend of mine who who uh, Tom Link I think, and he 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 saw a movie of mine and he and he said I want to go write. Ah, oh, yeah, that's great. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I always feel that way. And when the I cynical go see me is like, what? He thought he could do better? No, <laughs> <laughs> a dirty prick. Why is he? Why is he going? No, no. I was like, that was the nicest thing anyone's ever said. I think after a movie, uh, yeah, that is uh, one of the coolest things about other artists. Is that I they don't inspire know. You to create more of it. I truly don't know when I'm making these movies uh, what they're about. Later on, I'll say, oh, that's this character that's this person in my life and I have no idea until after they're done and I'm watching them like my wife was like you didn't get that this is just prettier people playing you and me in this movie <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm a fucking idiot yeah it is <laughs> well listen man your movie's fucking badass and oh, I, I really Thanks, wish man. you all the best in the world I will cherish these Bigfoot socks Got some Bigfoot for the socks rest of my and, life. And uh, that posters are really rad. Uh, my friend uh, we'll, Alex uh, yeah, we're gonna, made them. We'll get one framed and we'll put it up on the the, the Hall of Fame here. Please and do. It's he called did, Willow Creek. And Willow Creek. If anybody wants to see it, what will be the availability? It's still in be... some festivals. And as soon as I, I get a distribution of, of some level, I'd love to come back. Probably I'd like to come back before that. Fuck yeah. yeah Dude, yeah. anytime. And please, if there's anybody out there that has anything to do with the movie business, just check this out. It's fucking great. You're gonna enjoy the shit out of it. And it's it's we need fun movies. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It's exciting. Well, thanks. 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 I'm not gonna say any more about it. Great. No, don't and you don't either, man. Yeah, Seriously, I know. I <laughs> can't. It's one of those movies where you can't say, Oh, I love that scene. Yeah. You can't even say it. Yeah. Enjoy the shit out of it, ladies and gentlemen. It's called Willow Creek, and we'll keep you updated as far as uh, what whatever Bob gets, whatever distribution. We'll tweet it. We'll we'll put it out there for you. And I know people are going to want to check this out. And if people want to get in touch with you or see any of your shit, do you have a website? No, you Grandpa's on Instagram. That's about it. But I'm What's really, the Instagram? It's just Bobcat Goldthwait, all one word. It's hard to spell, but, you know, 
You can figure it out. Figure it out, yeah. Figure so it's on. I'm on Instagram, and I'm pretty close to pulling the trigger on the Twitter, maybe. Ah, do it, please. Come on, man, do it. Okay. We'll we'll pump you up. We'll have a contest to see how many Twitter followers we can get. You have like a million. Yeah, I think I think it's a little more than that. So it's like, hey man, who's in the numbers? It's over a million. Okay. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know. All I know is I'm pretty close to 9,000 Instagram. Whatever. 9,000. 9,000 people looking at pictures of my cats. Yeah, there's a lot of pictures of my cat, uh, Squeaky Fromm, in my underpants. We'll talk about that. Your cat is named Squeaky Fromm? Yeah. I had a dog named Squeaky Fromm. Did you really? Yes. Yes. Girl? Yeah. Did you redhead? No, so oh. female pit bull. Well, because she was red, and I found <clears throat> her wandering the streets of Hollywood, yeah. just like Manson. Well, my dog killed two dogs. That's a pretty badass dog. She's kind of crazy dog. So she killed a boy dog. She's not really. She's not around anymore. Yeah, she's not really squeaking <clears throat> from then. We had to take her out of the out oh. of the loop. She was awesome though. She loved me. Anyway, Squeaky Fromm's my best friend. <clears throat> I, I used to love Squeaky Fromm, my dog too. So it's all good. It's she a good name. had a tr- troubled childhood. I got her after. a... I got her a little too late. Yeah. I got her when she was already a year old and already crazy. That cat, I actually found. Well, we'll wrap it up. We'll talk about my cats <laughs> the next time. I got a lot. Of, I, I could go on for hours. Bob Cat Goldthwait, ladies and gentlemen. I know he has to pee. So I we're going to wrap this motherfucker up nice and tidy. <laughs> He's going to pee. Uh, you can see me on Comics Unleashed with Byron Allen. <laughs> Don't <No>. do it. <laughs> Thanks to stamps.com. Uh, use the code word J R E and save yourself some money. Thanks to Ting. Go to rogan.ting.com to save yourself some cash as well. Something's wrong with my Microsoft Word. What the fuck is happening here? Um, and thanks to who else was on this one? Stamps.com. Oh, Legal Zoom. Yeah, Legal Zoom, bitches. That's the newest one. Uh, Legal Zoom is our, our newest sponsor. And if you go to LegalZoom.com and use the code word JRE, you'll save yourself some money. No, it's Rogan. That's it. Yeah. Legal Zoom to get a special discount from listening to the podcast. Enter the code name Rogan in the referral box for checkout for more savings. Thanks to Onnit.com as well. Go to O N N I T and use the code name Rogan. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, my pal Aubrey Marcus. And uh, and that'll be it for the week because I gotta go out squatching. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm still. I'm looking for. Uh, I, I got a, a lot of crazy shit going on. I this know. Week. I'm going in, in the fall. Are you really? Yeah. How dare you, <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait? Thank you. We'll see you guys. We love you. Big kiss. Mwah.